Good morning, Mo. I had a spy report over the weekend. I didn't hear it myself that he was especially cranky on Friday. He listens, by the way, to this crossover religiously. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and he says that the I'm reason listening. that you spoke up to me is because you're afraid. You're afraid of me. See, he can't, he can't comprehend the fact that... You know that something? I've, I've been on the receiving end of uh, some of your barbs for years. Right. And yeah, so? <laughs> exactly. No, he can't relate to the fact that their people could that work together actually could like each other. Well, we have a history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of history. So did Greg Reed have a history, too. He is history. Yeah, thank God. Boy, is it different here. Yeah, I know. That's Already, I mean. you know what's going on, right? Or what was going on this morning? What do you mean? They had the salespeople in. Oh, boy. Well, and I didn't know we had any. Well, they're going to find out whether they do or not quickly. Mm-hmm. The new boss came in here at 830 this morning, yeah. said hello. You know, I'm at Woodbine on Saturday morning, which I had an amazing day, by the way. I made a phenomenal comeback. It's the first time in my life I ever had 3,000 on the line twice in the same day. Pretty good. Yeah, so I wound up winning a couple of grand. I ran out of there so fast, even Secretariat couldn't have beat me out the door. <laughs> but at any rate, so I, I have my BlackBerry, and I get my emails on there. and it, I'm sitting at my machine, and the thing vibrates in my pocket, which is kind of fun. And I look, and there's an email from Joe Bell, our new GM. And he gave me more information than that one email, his home number, his shoe size, his uh, every contact number. Yeah. Uh, just a real nice email, and I emailed him back. And I got more information from him in that one email than I got from the, his predecessor in eight years. We're having lunch this week. Are you really? Yeah. And I bet you won't be sushi either. No. Greg, had, <laughs> you know what? Greg had a pretty good line the other day, actually. He said that place is probably going to go out of business with him yeah. leaving. Yeah, he said to me, that was one of his last comments to me, maybe we'll get together one day and go for lunch and have sushi. Oh, speaking of Suchi, where do, where do the networks, where do Fox and CBS find enough ignorant men, and I guess there must be millions and millions of them, to watch those pre- and post-game shows? I mean, that stuff has degenerated to a level that just, it's beyond idiocy, you know? All the yucking and slapping on the back, and are they fake arguing, and Bradshaw acting dumber than he really is, which is saying a lot. It's just, it's pathetic. Did you it's see uh, Matthew McGonaghy? Yeah. On with Bradshaw? Yeah. What was that all about? I don't know. I didn't think I... that was so bad. Why is that? I like Magani. He's very... Oh, I don't. No? No. Anything that Bradshaw's on has got to be for morons. Yeah, I'm not a Bradshaw guy. Oh, my God. But at any rate, so how about those Bucks? How huh? they can't score any points? And like I told you, the Redskins aren't really that good. No, but they won. They won based on defense, based on that one fumble recovery and run back for that. that and and the return. They, they also yeah. had the kick return. That, that's right. That changed the whole game. But they, didn't, you know, they didn't have a game much different from the Giants offensively. The Giants. Oh, brother. But they, you that, know that what? The Giants and the, and the Redskins, if you watch their offenses, they were like, the, they were like out of the same cloth. Neither offense could do a thing. Yeah. The Giants were horrible. That was one of the worst games I think they've ever played. Eli Manning, man, he's just uh, pathetic. Roethlisberger hmm, is the man. Huh? I like Roethlisberger. Maybe uh, Eli's called. Well, you know, that was a shame, though, you know, for um, Cincinnati. Carson. They play such a great Carson season. Carson Palmer the gets The second play of the game, which he completes that long bomb, and he gets injured on the second play of the game. And after that, for the next 10 or 15 minutes, I thought there was going to be, like, blood on the field. I mean, it was the, 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 the officials just let that game get out of control for a while there. Yep. Because the Steelers, when in doubt, they always goon it up. That's a team tradition. That's their history. Goon it up. Like the Bears, same thing. Dirty team. The Bears? 
Oh yeah, for years. They're tough. Yeah, but you know what? They, Butkus was a was a dirty, dirty was a dirty player, I think. Right. That's what I'm telling you. He'd spit on guys. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. How about those Patriots? Oh! Huh? Let's not leave them out of the mix. Made it look easy. Boy, that was like a walkover. Yep. That was a joke. Well, we'll see what happens this week. They go to Denver. I wouldn't be surprised if they won again. See, Belichick does it again. I mean, he could never admit it, but he, he selected his first-round opponent. He knew they'd be a, a, a patsy, a walkover, and they, and they did it. I agree. And now he lucked out. Now he gets to play Denver. Not that Denver isn't good, but who'd you rather play, the Colts or Denver in the second game? So he gets to play Denver. Yep. Uh, Pittsburgh. And, you know, Pittsburgh could upset Indianapolis. In which case, they'd be home against Pittsburgh. There you go. And they already beat them once. Yep. So... So I rest my case. <clears throat> that would make a lot of people in South Florida very angry. Three, oh, well, we can't say three Pete because Pat Riley will sue us. Uh, you know what they would start saying? Eh, the Dolphins beat them. Yeah, right. Three Pete. Did you know that he had the, where did I see that? Did you oh, see yeah. He, 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 he patented, uh, he patented the, the term three Pete three when he was with the Lakers. And so now that anybody, if USC wanted to use it, which now they're not going to have to, but uh, they have to uh, pay him a uh, royalty. What a guy. Go try and collect it. Now we know why he can slick down that hair. He's got money coming out of every pore in his body. That's true. Yeah. Mostly from Mickey. Mm-hmm. So. I think a lot of people have money from Mickey coming out that we don't know about. Who else? Like some of the anti-casino people. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> some of the people that try to put the kibosh on the slots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Between the Bahamas, you know, you know what's going on there. Well, when his father scenes. was alive, that was definitely the case. I'll never forget when his father, when Ted took off. Oh, uh, the letter to the dollars. editor. Yeah. Remember the letter to the editor of the Herald about uh, how gambling is evil and it's not good for kids and blah, right. blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And this guy's taking uh, thousands of people out every day in the high seas to gamble. Right. Nine billion dollars he took off to Israel to uh, hide for as a tax shelter. Remember that? Yeah, and you know what? He uh, he had to be there a certain number of years to be eligible to take all that money. And, and I think he died like three months before the I deadline. I thought they kicked him out. Did he die? No, he died. Oh. No, he wasn't kicked out. Are oh. you kidding? The money he gave there? I'll be damned. Probably Ariel Sharon ate up most of the profit. He was, uh, there was a story, 60 Minutes ran it. Ran a feature on that years ago, and uh, in which uh, they had four, they called them legal tax cheats, and he was one. Ted Harrison was one of them. They had they they went into four stories about guys who had managed to avoid paying taxes by either moving out of the country or some other means, and uh, I think you were the fourth, in fact. Yeah, <laughs> just a joke. Mm -hmm. But anyway, Arison was uh, was very prominent in that piece, and one and one during one of my suspensions, Linda Robertson wrote a column, and in the column, she uh, she said how irresponsible I was that I once referred to Ted Arison as a tax cheat when he was one of the most generous guys in the history of this town. Right. Well, I was quoting 60 Minutes, mm -hmm. but. Why would the facts get in the way of what no, she wanted to write? Why would anybody take $9 billion uh, to Israel to shelter it there so as not to avoid paying U.S. taxes? That would make him a tax cheat, would it? Well, it's legal, but yeah. still. Mm -hmm. That was what the story was. Anyway. Very sad. Yep. But nevertheless, larceny pays, unless, of course, you're a Republican these days. That's just, they're starting to catch up with them real good. But Mickey's been a good owner, a good franchise owner. Mm -hmm. Of all the guys who have owned teams in this town... 
Um, you can't fault Mickey. I'd like to have been a fly on the wall in that meeting with him and Mayor uh, uh, Teeny Peeny there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when he got to go ahead to build that arena. But you know what? He put up the advance money. Now he's mm -hmm. going to get it back. But yeah, but the taxpayers, have, it's just like the, the taxpayers are going to pay it eventually. Right. But Mickey put it up in the first place. The taxpayers are going to pay forever in perpetuity for that building, for the White Elephant. I, I think we need to have. I don't think that one's the White. Elephant. By the way, I don't know that that building's a White Elephant. But Not the, yet. The bad deal was made in Broward, where the commission was supposed to. You remember, was going to get money back over the years. Mm -hmm. The chances of them getting a dime out of that place are slim and none. I don't feel so bad about the Panthers' attendance. Oh, they actually won a game yesterday. Yes. It was a shootout, but they won a game a against the girls' team. A road game at that. Yeah, against the little girls' team. I don't feel so bad about their attendance after watching some of these other games. My God, you watch a game. When the Panthers played in New Jersey, if there were 1,500 people there, that's a lot. Maybe mm -hmm. they counted the attendance. There, there was nobody there. There never is anybody in New Jersey, the Islanders. I mean, I don't understand how a lot of these franchises keep going. They're, they're not drawing flies. There's nobody showing up. So if the Panthers are getting like ten, twelve, thirteen thousand for real a game, that's uh, so far this season. That's not that bad. It's uh, it's been increasing, somewhat. Not not in the uh, not in the losing franchise places though. No. No, no. I'm talking about the Panthers. Oh, the Panthers, you mean? Yeah. Going up a little well, they bit. had that nice hot streak there. That uh, you know, people in that market they want to jump on the bandwagon. Well, in addition to which, you had the opponents like Montreal. You had like about five thousand frogs in there for that game. So yeah. it gooses it up. I know, I could hear the sound of rivet as I drove down here. <laughs> yeah, you could hear the sound of them chugging the Pepsis in there. Boy, those French Canadians, man. we got a big election coming up here in a couple of weeks, two weeks from today, the 23rd, eh? Oh. By the way, I didn't do bad this weekend either. Well, good for you. Had a nice time. Oh, and Tom Jicka says hello. He's wanted you to know that he's leaving for California today. Is he really? For another oh. you know, Goody gumdrop. That means we can look forward to reading a whole bunch of uh, puff pieces on all the network shows. For That's the what he's there for. Uh-huh. Lazy guy. Very lazy. It's his job. It's not his job. His job is to write about TV and radio. He doesn't write about TV and radio. He writes puff pieces on network TV shows that, that suck. He doesn't write anything about t local TV or radio. Maybe once a year. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. Don't all the TV in fact, wouldn't would he have been the guy to write an article about Greg Reed leaving and about uh, Joe Bell coming in and about uh, changes? Uh, wouldn't that have been his uh, territory ordinarily if he's the TV radio guy? One would think. Sarney uh -huh. wrote it. Yeah, Sarney writes about uh, ten words about it, and then like in the Herald, Barry Jackass writes it. So the only radio coverage for anybody in the market is sports radio. Because if you're not a sports station, there's nobody else writing about radio, including uh, what's that guy at the Herald? What the hell? Kevin Bastard. He doesn't write that anymore. No. Now he, now he's, he's a, a baseball writer. Yeah. That seems to go with the territory. It's kind of like Mike Mayo in reverse. He used to be a sports guy, and now he's like a, a newsy guy. A lot of guys did that. There a lot yeah. of good newsy guys came out of sports. Oh, don't tell me Tony Cigaretto. No, I'm talking about writers. Oh. Remember Cambrell Martian? Yes. One day he was the sports guy, and the next day he was a news anchor. Yeah, I don't know where he is. And one days. day, uh, Tony Cigaretto, for years, he was a silly sports guy, and then the next day he was a silly news anchor. And it just uh, seems to go with the territory. There's a whole list of guys, starting with James Reston, who were sports writers and then became news columnists and... Sandy Grady with the Philadelphia Daily News, another one. I could just see on his tombstone, it might say, here's James dot, 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 Reston. Rest in peace? No, just rest in. No. 
That would be cute. You said tombstone. That's what brought me to rest in peace. Right. Now you were thinking about pizza, probably. Oh, don't start with the uh, pizza. Do, 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 do. Oh, for me. I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even I mention him today. Good. That's a good idea. He's really hostile toward everybody lately, from what I'm being told. Uh, Psychotic. Well, you know, you and I have a long history of hating each other like poison, and uh, probably we hate Mad Dog too, <laughs> and everybody else. Uh, oh, we got no? Huh? Not really. No. Just being sarcastic. I know. It's just my, just my nature. I can't help myself. Just being sarcastic. Ah. Well, listen, have a great day today. Yeah, you too. Go uh, Patriots. Weather's warming up a little bit here today. Is it really? Not yeah. too bad. We've had like an Indian uh, fall or something. It's not bad at all here. Yeah. No snow. Wait about a week until snow on Saturday. Uh, it's all to, gone. I have to tell you one quick thing. I dropped somebody off at the Hard Rock Saturday night. I, a friend of mine's in, from out of town, and I had dinner mm -hmm. with him, and I took him over there and dropped him off. Shame on you. That place... God. Just packed. Packed. Right. You can't get in the place. You can't mm -hmm. leave somebody off at the hotel. I mean, it and, is. And, just, and you wonder why they were so vehemently uh, putting all those ads on there behind the scenes trying to keep the slots out of the uh, paramutuals? Well, that uh, Gulfstream thing is moving right along. I'm just wondering how long after the paramutuals start with their own slots, how long before the Indians uh, change Go for the whole thing. Sure. Well, I mean, well, once in, at least in Broward anyway, the Hard Rock, they'll be able to put in real slots. Cause the, the, I'm not talking about just slots. They're going to go for the whole... Full casino, I know. Class 3 gambling. Yep. Anyway, sorry. I went a minute and a half over. Uh, well, how do you know what's over? I don't know well, what Well, it was 10 after when you said, uh, have a nice day, and then... <laughs> hey, take all the time you want, okay? <laughs> take all the time, because we're here to entertain do, 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 one do, do, guy. Do. We're just here to entertain him and aggravate. He's getting aggravated right now because we're not screaming at each other, you bastard, you tub, you uh, whatever, you know. Whatever. They're doing some contrived hate. I'm <laughs> listening. There you go. <laughs> Have a great day. Yeah, you too. And say hi to Jane Chastain. Okay. Hi, this is Red Deer Annie Moeller. Atlantic Coast Mortgage is the only mortgage company in South Florida at the same location since 1982. Why would you deal with someone else? One branch and ready to help serve you. If you want a free cruise, don't call them. If you want it to rain on a sunny day, don't call them. If you don't want to pay closing costs, don't call them. If you want great to be treated with straight talk, call them at Atlantic Coast Mortgage in Dade. Call 305-944-0733 or in Broward or Palm Beach at 954-987-8077 for Atlantic Coast Mortgage. Hank Goldberg, weekday morning 7 to 10. I'll read you this uh, email. Lou Puma from West Palm. Here he writes, you can stick your stinking canes and dolphins and all your moronic football callers. Baseball will never die. It's sick. going to talk about anything that happened on the show that preceded me. So don't be calling me here and calling me Mo. The name ain't Mo. Understand? It's Mo Howard and David. Now, on with the droning moronics of sports. Do we have that uh, actuality queued up? Everybody in the organization gave 100% after spending the evening with transvestite hookers and said, Give me the ball, 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 give me the ball. Okay, you're joining us here on the phone. We got Peter King. Peter King. 
You know Peter King. He's famous. Sports royalty, I tell you. Uh, what do you say there, Pete? <laughs> Who is this? You've got the wrong king. Who are you? Tonight, I'm Larry King. 30,000 dead women and children. We're approaching 3,000 dead troops in Iraq. No one can afford to drive. And the president is having someone read your email to him. So joining me tonight will be the remains of Hermione Gingold. That wasn't Peter King. I know. I'm sorry. Got him now. All yeah, right. This you, Pete? <laughs> no. Who's this? Stephen King. Oh, Stephen King. Huh? Well, you don't scare me. I don't, huh? No. chandelier in the studio in the first place. I wanted the place to look more like Leonard's a great man. I'm going off of here. Looks like I don't have to. Ten fourteen at 560 WQM. Happy Monday to you. Look for the QM van right now at the Shell Station at Northwest 25th Street, 87th Avenue, Durrell. Stop by to pick up movie passes to watch the premiere of Glory Road hmm? at the Dolphin Mall tomorrow. The van will be there till the passes run out, till you pass out. Northwest 25th, 87th Avenue. Glory Road. What's that We're about? looking for Glory Hole. I knew it was coming. What is that about, Glory uh, Road? That is the new basketball movie. It's about the coach who fielded the first uh, five black starters in the NCAA. And now look what happened. It's a glory mm. story. I see. Glory. 10.15 at WQAM. By the way, Todd Dreck was in there this morning, and that was uh, you heard that exchange? That's my new, that's my new attitude for the new year. Whatever. 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 That's correct. Hey, if you folks are in a dead-end job, maybe you're underpaid. If your New Year's resolution is a high-paying career, please act now. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train, toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Train will get you trained and ready for your new high-paying career in just a few short months. That's correct. Get yourself a new high-paying career and a life in just a few short months. The demand for a medical coding specialist and computer professionals right now is at an all-time high. And Fast Train offers you convenient day, evening, and weekend classes, job placement assistance, and financial aid for people who qualify. So pick up that instrument and the phone, too. Call Fast Train toll-free, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Train's placed over 100 people just like you in 2005. Check Fast Train on the web at FastTrain.com, but you must act now in order to get your new high-paying career because classes are filling up pretty fast. Don't miss that train of opportunity this year. If you're tired of working for peanuts, get yourself a big fat paycheck by calling 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. So this year, make that New Year's resolution reality by one, making that one easy call to Fast Train. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Oh, God, Neil. She has gone militant. She has put on a veil and strapped on some explosives and is looking for some place to detonate it. Rattel Toys introduces to you Jihad Barbie. Jihad Barbie comes with her own Toyota pickup truck, which she is not allowed to be driving. Several traditional burgers and the plans to blow up an embassy or outdoor market. You are making the choice. Jihad Barbie comes complete with detonating device that may or may not work, just like the real ones. So get Jihad Barbie to and start planning your own jihad. Jihad Barbie, on sale at all Baghdad toy stores now, just in time for the infinite holiday season. Got some great news just now on my uh, uh, email. Yes. Izzy is still alive. All right. Izzy? Izzy. My handyman, is he still alive? Quadruple bypass, but he's still alive. Oh. Call this morning. Got to take it easy for a few weeks. Lay off the beer, Izzy. That's my best suggestion. Lay off the booze yeah, before we have your, your liver for lunch. 
At any rate, uh, in addition to which, I've got to keep him alive because I already paid him to finish my fence. That's right. Ain't going to get that money back. That's for sure. Well, people have a habit of doing things. Just have a spite like that. You give them the money up front, and then they croak on you. That would be kind of bad, like a Cut the died. crap, is he, okay? Anyway, a man who called a Liverpool radio station to take part in a live phone-in show died while he was on the air. Isn't that something? Oh, by the oh, way, Howard only... Stern's on uh, Sirius. Huh? <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Do you have any idea, I mean, oh. with all this hype, and you've got to tip your hat to him, even if you can't stand his show. you got to, you know, I mean, he, he was on everywhere. He was on the uh, gambling channel. He was on Nightline. Over and over again. In fact, uh, I was on the throne this morning. I looked down there. I thought I saw him in the bowl. He's just everywhere. In my microwave oven. And then Miguel sends me an email yesterday oh. about, oh, that thing with Sirius and what I'd like to use his password to listen to Howard oh, this morning. No. I'm going to tell you, that child needs some serious help. He, need, he needs uh, some assistance. I started his therapy this morning. Anyway, going back to this uh, guy, this caller, talk show caller croaks. What a concept. <laughs> the caller, known only as Terry, was taking part in the Magic 1548 show hosted by Peter Price on Thursday. This is in Liverpool, England. The DJ, concerned when the line went dead, abandoned the show and rushed to the man's house in the old Swan area to find he'd suffered a heart attack. The 60-year-old man was a regular caller to Peter Price's show. I'm just glad he died doing something he enjoyed doing. We all heard his last words, Mr. Price. And he died in the middle of a call, like, uh, you know, like the gargler. Like that. And then, if only. Yeah. It was awful. When I got there, the ambulance was already outside his house. Apparently, he was found in his chair with the phone by his side. I was flabbergasted, Mr. Price, be saying. Terry was a regular caller of the show. I knew something was wrong when the line went silent. I just had a gut instinct. Mr. Price appealed to his listeners for help, and one of the caller's neighbors broke into the home to find him dead in a chair. The ambulance service arrived a short time later. How do you like that? His well, last uh, words yeah. were... I'm dying over here! Probably with a British accent. Speaking of that, boy, I'll tell you, everybody out there better watch your health. You better yeah. watch it, because everybody seems to be croaking these days. Oh, they just decided to put Ariel back into a coma. I'm not making that up. Did you see that? No, I missed it. No, they, they brought him out of the coma, and he asked for, like, 16 uh, bagels with uh, lox and cream cheese. No, I'm not, the serious part is they just decided to put him back into a coma. Where he'll be safe. Where the rest of the world will be safe. Anyway, speaking of uh, dangerous people who are fat, Vice President Cheney hospitalized with shortness of breath. Oh, boy, let's all pray. Vice President Dick Cheney was taken to George Washington Hospital early this morning, experienced shortness of breath. Cheney's spokeswoman, Leah Ann McBride, said Cheney was rushed to the hospital at 3 o'clock this morning. Doctors found his EKG unchanged and determined he was retaining fluid because of medication he was taking for that foot problem. That's the reason he's walking with a cane and he's stumping around. He's out there on a political stump. Cheney, who has a long history of heart problems and as a pacemaker, Oy! was placed on a diuretic at the hospital. They're squeezing the water out of him like a sponge. McBride said the vice president was expected to be released from the hospital later today. A foot ailment forced Cheney to use a cane on Friday. It said the foot condition was not related to surgery last September to repair aneurysms behind both knees or his lengthy history of heart problems. He's had four heart attacks, quadruple bypass. Hey, quadruple bypass, is he? Two artery-clearing angioplasties and a partridge in a pear tree. And also an operation to implant a special pacemaker in his chest in place of a heart, which he don't have one. A side effect of some anti-inflammatory medication is fluid retention, which can cause swelling and shortness of breath. <sighs> Maybe he was reading some of his wife's steamy lesbian novels, you think? Yeah, that'd do it for me. Got them all worked up. <sighs> Maybe that was it. 
Well, we had a couple of lines ringing there for just a second. I thought maybe we were going to have like a couple of callers die on there for us. That would have been good. Got our new general manager is in place, Joe Bell. Oh! Everybody at WQAM, well, everybody that thinks they're still going to be around is very optimistic and very excited about that. Got that nice email from Joe at uh, Woodbine on Saturday morning. I think that's what turned my luck around. You believe that? No. But sounds good. Had a good day? Yeah. Didn't you hear what I was See, you don't even listen to the crossover with Hank. What? I hit 3,000 twice in the same day. Well, when you start crunching numbers like that, no, you're On right. two different machines, Mon. My head kind of drifts. Two different machines. In fact, the, the second one was Wheel of Fortune, Wheel of Fortune, and then you kind of hold your breath waiting for the third one to come up and the big jackpot, Mon. But it was just a red seven for three grand. I'll take it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. How do you like that? I'll take it. Walked out of there with a little bit of their cash. 1,546 votes on the uh, poll from over the weekend, which, uh, I don't know, I don't know. See, we could have added a lot more to this poll. I should have started early on Friday. There could have been a zillion things on here, but there aren't. What is the most boring regular public event? State of the Union address, 416. Is that coming up pretty soon? Yes. PBS Pledge Drive, 358. Put a a lid on that already. Although I don't watch PBS anyway. Do you? Uh, it depends on like Frontline sometimes. Frontline, you know, once I got this stuff on uh, CBC, right. what do I need Frontline very, for? Very you know? rarely. Those watered-down documentaries, they don't show you crap. And Sesame Street, watch Sesame Street. Give right. me that passionate eye on uh, CBC any day, eh? Miss America pageant 170, the Rose Bowl parade 158, Pro Bowl 141. I'm surprised they got that many votes. I can't believe that, that many people would watch it. New Year's Eve ball drop 136. Oh, don't you love when the balls drop on New Year's Eve? Or any time. Yeah, Dick Clark loved it. Oscars 107, Emmys 35, and Grammys 25. So they love the Grammys. And you want to know why? Why? Because there's some uh, musicians on there they like. Not necessarily this the music, true, but, but there's some people on there they like that they want to see again. Right. Yeah. But as far as the uh, Oscars, it's just a self-patting yourself on the back, oh. all dressed up in those tuxedos What's and point? all the zoot suits. You know, it's just uh, crap. And enough already. Aren't we great, and wasn't this great, and the yada, yada, you know, kind of like uh, Howard. By the way, Howard Stern's on Sirius this morning. I'm serious. He's probably still rambling on. This is 562 AM. Or a liver? He had his fins in up in wind. They put one back in cause his heart is old. The doctors called it a heart event. But now we really know his heart is old. No matter what we're told. Yeah, Dick Cheney's got a heart. He makes decisions, he has the vision, he has the country under his control. While Bush is jogging, Dick's veins are clogging, and that's what happens when your heart is old, and it's full of holes. Yeah, Dick Cheney's got a
Okay, now if the vice president should croak, uh, I wonder what Pat Robertson is going to say about that. Who's who's uh, he, what's God going to be smiting him for? Where do we start? Well, I mean, no, but uh, Pat Robertson being one of those right wing uh, right acolytes. Well, maybe the devil, the Satan, did it. Speaking of dead people, by the way, two suicide car bombs exploded outside Iraq's heavily guarded interior ministry in Baghdad today, killing at least 20, wounding more than 25. And 12 Americans were killed when a UH-60 Black Hawk helicopter crashed in Iraq early yesterday. I mean, the people there now are like uh, Iraqis and Americans are like dying in chunks. You know, a dozen over here, 20 over there, 50 over here, et cetera, and so on. Not to mention the ones, of course, who are losing like limbs and eyes and right. all of these uh, all of these things. Like so many weeds or bugs. Yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon and Singular Wireless lines. I can see it's going to be a real active Monday today. Look at that phone, man. Can't you feel it? Can you almost smell it? I think it's because Todd Dreck was in that studio. People are running. Maybe we can get some spy reports on Stern's first day on Sirius. Do you think any of our South Florida people have it besides Miguel? Uh, it's entirely possible. Although he didn't listen, ironically. Well, isn't that, isn't that interesting? Yeah. He's trying to get me to listen, right. which I had no interest in hearing it. Yeah, he doesn't uh, want to hear Howard. He just wants you to so that you can say something about it. Oh, I see. Well, maybe some of our audience has heard it. Or maybe Howard's brothers out there wants to give us a spy report. You see, with all the publicity going along with it, the fact that he's only got 3 million subscribers, if every single one of those who subscribed to Sirius, which I have a feeling not all of them are stern people, but if every single one of them were listening to him, his, his uh, audience is a fraction of what it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're on regular so-called old-fashioned terrestrial radio in New York and L.A. and Chicago and Detroit and all the major markets, and all of a sudden it's dependent on people paying, uh, you know, subscribing 13 or 14 bucks a month, uh, you're down like a fraction of what you used to have. But then again, he's pouring all that money into his pocket, and so is uh, Don Buckwald, and they're having a good time with it. WQAM, hello. QAM. Neil. Yes. I haven't had a chance to listen like all last week, but I'm sure that you've already touched on it about fat ass Bush, Governor Bush, going to force that bill through to give public money to these private schools. Yeah. Did you guys? You already touched on that. Yeah, we touched on it. Yeah. Old news. Yeah. I, I love your show, man. Thanks for the old news. Hi, Thanks. Neil. Five six seven oh five sixty. Boy, I tell you, man. Oh man. Oh man. I'm going to kiss the ground. I'm kissing the counter right now. I'm kissing it. God Almighty! Just being out of that place—it's just—it's a scary. It's really a scary yeah, thing. Already every day. Holy every day. cow! That that town needs a gigantic blueberry enema. Make no mistake about it. And even that wouldn't help. Remember that Fats Domino song? I found my thrill. Yeah, I remember. With that long blueberry tube. WQAM. Hello. Yeah. Hold on, you know. Let me turn you off and. Neil. Yes. How you doing? That was quite a project, yeah. Must have right. flyers on it. Yeah. Hey, first off, I wanted to say the Burl Ives apricot scrub, fantastic. Okay. I love it, but I still use my hand. I don't use a washcloth. Yeah, whatever you like. Whatever does it for you. Uh, second off, what a shame about Dick Cheney. I'm, I'm crying as we as we speak. Uh-huh. Uh, second off, well, I want to know... He's back anyway. out now. Don't worry about him. He's back out. When you're as evil and, evil and hateful as him, uh, they don't keep you in there too long. Well, and you know what? I, you know, I start to wonder, maybe they just wanted to give him some sympathy. You know, get people feeling yeah. sympathetic Mo- for the... Moving uh, right along. Yeah, moving right along. I want to know, what's the guy in Israel who's sick? Moishi Puppet. Heine Manoush. A.B. <laughs> Ishkabibble. WQAM, hello. 
Hey, Neil, how are you? Pretty good. What's the guy in Israel who's sick? Oh, and I'm wondering about those NFL shows. I'm wondering about those NFL pregame shows. QAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I was flipping through the channels the other day, and I stumbled on this tenor center honors Robert Redford, and it was the funniest thing because they were showing clips from uh, all the president's men uh-huh. and uh, and uh, Lisper uh, Brogog, you know, as the MC. And saying how if it wasn't for this movie and this book that maybe the president uh, would we would never have known about Watergate. And the whole time the camera cuts to Bush and his wife, and they look so uncomfortable. They're looking around. He's looking at the floor, and mm-hmm. it's just the most guilty look. It was like he couldn't wait for that segment to get off. It was hilarious. Yeah, but at least he's got Bob Woodward there to be the minister, the uh, White House stenographer. A real shill, Bob Woodward, man, how, how he turned. You know, a little bit of fame, that's what it does to people. Also makes them very pedantic, so they talk about people like Senator Kennedy in a very strange and pedantic way. And you wonder, do real people really speak like that, Bob? I yes. don't think so. Do they? I wonder if he, if he has his bowel movements that are as pedantic as his speech. Oh, WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, Neil, how are you there? Okay. Good. Man, you picked up in a hurry. Neil, uh, last year, um, the, the, the uh, Halliburton stock doubled in price. Do you know how much Dick Cheney made last year? Even though his stock is supposed to be um, in... Uh, $80 trillion. No, no, no. He made $88 million last yeah. year. And? Which, and, you're, and you're not supposed to profit off of young Americans' deaths, are you? Yeah, well, he's doing it. Unbelievable, isn't it? That's why but, I had to get out of the hospital real quick this morning. He's got a lot of no-bid contracts to award before noon. Absolutely. One of the things that they passed, that Bush passed, uh, and why he's, he's been trying to stack the Supreme Court, is do you know that he, is the, that he passed a law, or he got a law passed the very first six months that he was in office, that, you know, most of the president's uh, records become public uh, record after 25 everything years. Everything is secret, baby. I already know that. that. That's not why he's stacking the court, but nevertheless. I mean, everything, this is, uh, you know, is this what it's going to be all day today? Because I'm going to go back to bed. Oh, they people are so morbid and so one-dimensional, man. It's all they want, you know. Hey, you know, tell your blessings. Or yeah. like that. I didn't vote for him either time. Did any of you? I'm sure a lot of you did. And now, what are we going to do? Go out and demonstrate in the streets, okay? Go do something useful. Go and nail up somebody's roof or something. Well, I'll tell you. I don't have to tell you. In South Florida right now, trying to find anybody to repair a roof, a pool, a fence, and anything, it's almost impossible. In fact, most people don't even return your phone calls because they got so much work now. People who ordinarily would be like, uh, you know, kissing your feet, kissing both cheeks. Now they don't even have time for it because it's, uh, that's what happened. We better damn well not have no serious hurricanes this year, I'll tell you that. Because it's going to take people a long, long time to put the pieces of the puzzle back together again. And nobody talks too much about that. It's all we hear about is New Orleans and Katrina. Well, guess what? People listening to me right now, they don't live in New Orleans, and they don't give a flying crowd. Although some of them did have some Katrina damage. But it was Wilma, baby. Wilma. Right. That was the uh, bad, the sick pill was Wilma. And people are trying to put their lives together again. And these people are... You know, what What are we going to do about it, okay? We're going to impeach him? I don't see anybody uh, with any serious impeachment uh, proceedings going on right now. And that's because you got a spineless Democratic Party. They're still, well, we're going to go after that uh, Alito man. Yeah, okay, good luck to you. Spineless jellyfish. Waffled on the war, just like Schumer on there, Chuck Schumer. He's on the yesterday. Here's another one, waffled on the war. 
Yeah, they, in fact, the Democrats ought to open up uh, 8,000 branches of the Waffle House, raise some serious campaign money, because that's what they do best is waffle, just like their candidate last time. Waffle, waffle, waffle. One of the great wafflers of all time. 5670560. Boy, seriously, if we have to hear about Bush and Cheney all day today and then fat ass Bush, we already know those things. It's called restating the obvious, man. I might not even read these damn articles here. I got some damn good articles. Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, 9 11. How much did the Bush administration know? All of it. The death of freedom, the rights of ordinary people to speak out against an unjust war and atrocities unleashed in their name are being crushed. Fascism is at the door. Who else will fight it? How do you like that? Gambling boats that sail for Miami. I might just Schmidt can all of these damn stories. In favor of some of these great calls? In favor of a whole bunch of these calls. Right. Oh, my God. And so who just sent this to me? It's all the same stuff. It's all the same stuff. Call up Randy, okay? Turn on Scare America. You people are driving me nuts. They want, they want us to go back to the same old... Uh, I'm not doing it, man. After all these years of getting away from that crap. It's the right against the left. It's Maury Puffick against Connie Chink. It's uh, no wonder Rita Cosby's on here. It's you people's fault. Not to mention that crap on the NFL. If I have to see James Brown and his band of renown and stinking Terry Bradshaw, dumber than sawdust, and that other bunch of silly uh, Howie Long, oh, God, just... You know, and, and why did I watch it? That's a good question, because I never watched that stuff. I, I watched it because the game, I had no idea what the time the game was starting. Yeah, there was nothing else on at the time. So. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. How could there be millions of men, it's all men, of course, watching that crap, stupid enough to watch that garbage? Because it appeals to it appeals to intellect. So like the guy that called the first caller, what's that guy that's sick in Israel? Moishi Pippik, <laughs> that's the guy's name, okay? Moishi Pippik. Honey Schmendrick. Yeah, yeah, right. See, even going like George know uh, all the Jew names. Jaime Schmendrick, I like him a lot. <laughs> Sam Schmageggy, he's another one of my favorites. Hey, that's my dentist. Yeah. Oh, yours too, huh? Look for the QM van right now at the Shell Station at Northwest 25th Street and 87th Avenue in Doral. Stop by and pick up movie passes to watch the premiere of Glory Holes, a glory road tomorrow at the Dolphin Mall. And the van will be there until the passes run out. This is the Radio Rogers. This is 560 QAM. It's Howard. Howard Spam. Give what they wine in the soda can and give it to the kids. He put the wine in the soda can to get the boys drunk. He put the wine in the soda can and gave it to some youth. He put the wine in the soda can and called it Jesus truth. He put the wine in the soda can and never let ran. He put the wine in the soda can and made him drink it up. Wow, it's a soda can with wine. Boy, that tastes good. <laughs> 1047, he's still running around over there in the... Where is he now? Somewhere in the, one of them Arab countries with all them ragheads. Yeah. Molesting them little Arab kids. Well, he likes it over there because most of the population is under 10. <laughs> Here's the facts from Kim that's very depressing. Boy, I, this really catches me off guard. Right after I made peace with your close friend Todd Dreck there, you notice how, how diplomatically I did that? That was fine. Yeah. And Whatever you want, Todd. How come I when said, you tell people okay. yes, they, just keep, they still keep trying? Yeah, that, see, I thought I would get rid of him. And he, that, that, that's like any of these people, same with your buddy Troy there. You say, yes, okay, whatever you want, just go away. And it, bop, 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 you know, and it won't stop. Use sales holes if you spend as much time selling as you do belly aching. That's the sound of South Florida and our sales department. And the Dolphins. How are those Dolphin playoff games are coming? I missed those over the weekend, Josh. Do you see any scores? Oh, yeah. 
Good stuff. I think they missed it, too. Well, too bad. They won six in a row there. Just like uh, Hank gave me that song that said the Redskins won five in a row. That's why they were going to win, which they did win, but boy. Any team that's got Mark Brunel, a quarterback, I would raise four eyebrows on that. Say, oh, I wouldn't get uh, too excited about their offense. Anyway, Kim writes, she says, I have Sirius so I can listen to Howard. He covers the time before you come on. I love, with two underlines, I love the Sirius radio. She loves it, she loves it, she loves it. It's worth every penny. You should be on it. Please, it says. Please. Well, uh, I should plead like I got a choice? No. Right. Uh, and Kim also reiterating another uh, idiotic point that she made once before. You know, Kim, I'm sure you're really a sweetheart, but your eyesight is really bad. Give her my ophthalmologist uh, phone number in Tamarack. I got a really good eye guy. Dr. Moishi Puppet? That's the one. No, Dr. Uh, uh, Bendover. <laughs> Man. Dr. Buster Hyman Roth. P.S. Gus is hot. She's talking about on Guiding Light, and he better not be dead. Oh, well, you can be sure he's not dead, and they already said the body wasn't him, but uh, Gus is about as hot as 14,000 ice cubes all jammed deep, jam deep into your... Rectum. Give me a break, Kim. Oh, man. This, this, is what, this is why all you really ugly guys out there, that's good news for you. You got a shot. Because there are millions of women with really bad taste. Here's a fax from Steve-O. Steve says, oh, and here, look at this. The faxes are pouring in Donna in Fort Lauderdale. But first, Steve says, whoever told you that you can listen to Howard online by using his password was wrong. You can't listen to Howard on Sirius via the Internet. The show is only available on the radio. Well, excuse uh, Miguel for giving me more bad information. Not that I want to hear it anyway. Also, one for the pool, the Jerry Lewis Telethon. That's hey, a good one. that on. Ooh, talk about stretching. See, I did this wrong. We should have started this uh, poll on Friday. Ah, whatever. Yeah. There's no wrong way. Jerry Lewis Telethon. Have a great day, you too, Steve, with a little smiley face, which he's probably looking right now. Have a great day, Steve-O. Somebody with a smile on their face as opposed to all these, you know, a hell of a way to start on a Monday morning. Well, Bush did this and Cheney did that, and it's old news, but did you hear that your fat-ass governor is trying to circumvent the Supreme Court? Yeah, we know. Anyway. Here's some more depressing news. Don in Fort Lauderdale. This adds on to the spy report that I had heard over the weekend. On Friday, Mo was on his worst rant I ever heard directed to you, but mostly toward Hank, who was your pet bitch. According to Mo, you two just kiss up to each other, and Friday's crossover, I'm listening, really got his goat or muskrat. That little drop in you keep playing? Which one? Hey, I'm listening. I'm oh, listening. Oh, oh, oh. That one. I'm no, listening. that's not the one. Oh, the right next to each other. After he got done putting you two down, he went on to poo-poo the trip to station sponsoring to the Bahamas to play golf with Hank. I didn't even know we were sponsoring a trip to the Bahamas to play golf with the Humper. Did you? I didn't know. Josh, do you know about that? I did not. No. First, he said Hank needs to take a lot of balls because he'll keep hitting them into the water. Then he made fun of Hank's wardrobe and physique and said how silly he'll look out there in knickers, checkered pants... It is so obvious the level of jealousy is at an all-time high, and I'm sure it doesn't help the station choose to promote a fun golfing trip with Hank rather than offer one with Mo, since he considers himself the golfing authority. A trip with Mo, talk about stale, says Donna in Fort Lauderdale. You're stale, Mo. You're stale. So is that Peter, by the way. It's really stale. All for me. But he was uh, always kind of a crusty guy anyway, wasn't he? Musty and crusty. If these calls continue being so depressing. Oh, come on. No, seriously, I'm sure that one of our callers is going to croak right in the middle of a call on the air. I can't wait. Got any ideas for who? Oh, I got several in mind. list. Yeah. Well, there's one at the top of my list who usually says... You're gay. That's the one. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Oh. WQAM, hello. Gay. 
Uh, what was that? A mating call, I think. No, what was that? He said gay. gay. Huh? I think he said gay. No, but he like about two of the letters, though. We couldn't get all three gay. letters out. Maybe you don't know the whole alphabet yet. Five six seven oh five sixty. Come on, let's hear a lot of belly aching <laughs> about whatever you like. Today is belly aching Monday. I can just feel it already. I'd be much more concerned about putting my house back together again and my pool and my fence and my roof and my life and my uh, flooring and all of that stuff, which most people in South Florida right now are having a bitch of a time. Speaking of bitch. WQAM, hello. Hi, I'm alive. That's too bad. That's bad news. WQAM, hello. If it was from him or Dick Cheney, both would have been bad news. QAM. Doi. Doi. WQAM, hello. You're gay. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil, as much as I hate Ariel Sharon, um, that Pat Robinson, man, he must be a real asshole. There's a real good bulletin for you there, right? Yeah. Now, there's one of the people watching the NFL today. I guarantee on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, he probably would like to be uh, Terry Bradshaw's bitch. Or has been. It could be. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I'd like to complain that the Dolphins weren't on this weekend. Yeah, and they won't be on next weekend. How you doing, Neil? How you doing, buddy? Happy Not bad, Pally. Oh, God. These two will make me sick. I just want to drive off the road. Go ahead. Tell them, tell them we gave you our permission. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, what's going on, man? Not too much. Uh, Neil, did you happen to catch Michael Mayo's uh, paper uh, article yesterday? Uh, no, I did not. Missed it. I, I think it's about taking a look at it. I know I always question well, What was it about? Uh, about our fabulous voting machines. Uh, uh, you know, I always bring that. Uh, I know it's all. But, um, you know, uh, basically, just real quickly, uh, you, you have me fishing in my hoisin half the time. i got to give you the congrats for that. And uh, I think I lost my train as well, but be well. Bye. Okay, uh, a big gazun, as the Chinese say, a big gazun. I, I have no idea what that means. It means be well. Ah. Well, hey, listen, since you're talking about, uh, you know, Hyman Roth and all these right. other uh, yid, Yidlach, what's that guy in Israel? <laughs> oh, I think his name is Sharon. Yasser I trust a guy named Sharon, especially when he, she weighs 600 pounds. 1,621 votes on the pool. I think I'm going to have to start uh, the new pool like at about uh, 11. Maybe 11 and about, uh, about 30. Because this one is from over the weekend. It's kind of stale, if I dare use that word. It's stale. Do, 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 do. And by the way, happy Monday, Mo. What do we got today? We got Mo at two, Mad Dog at four, three solid hours today because we got no Panther game tonight. They won a game in the shootout yesterday. They beat Washington four three, eh? Well, they're all out to beat a girls team. That was uh, they, I, I, just when things look so promising at home, and they go into a coma on the road. They had a bad road trip. Curtis Stevenson seven o'clock tonight. Eddie K at ten. A nice pristine lineup for the new year, and our new general manager Joe Bell, who everybody says is swell, and the old guy can rot in hell. See, I'm not going to be one of those people. I mean, uh, when he called me last, whatever it was, Wednesday or Thursday, I mean, I was a very genteel and Gentile on the phone, and we had a nice conversation, the old GM, but I'm not going to go into this, uh, well, you know, we really missed him. And I know, not at all. You know, when, when your whole modus operandi is to lie to people and keep everybody in the dark and everything is like mystery and secrecy, he was kind of like the George Bush of radio. Don't you see a lot of similarities? Uh, both Everything tall. was shrouded in secrecy, and uh, we're always looking for the mole and who uh, let this info out, who let the uh, dogs out, who you know, whatever. <laughs> and we're all running around in the dark like mushrooms. In fact, the magic mushrooms went over big during the Greg Reed years at QN. That's what I'm hearing. 
Bye-bye, Greg. See ya. Hope not. WQAM, hello. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Happy Monday right. to you. Back hey, to Mo, you. here's a message if you're listening. You're a loser, and if I see you around, I'm going to take you in the locker room and pump, 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 pump. <laughs> There's the crow. I can't believe it. I haven't heard from the crow and a uh, coon's age. We have knew each other. Wow, that is just shocking. What does he say? Go in the locker room and pump, pump, pump. All right. Pump this. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes. Hello? Hi, Neil. Neil, okay. I just got me a brand new juice boyfriend. Can you play the roster juice for me, please? No problem. Happy circus. Okay. There she goes. These people are not very conversant today. Are they having it's trouble hearing uh, here? They they're, just, uh, there's something special today. Are they really? Yeah, I can't see it on the ear. 10.56 or QM. I don't know how long I'm supposed to keep promoting this uh, thing with Glory Hole, Glory Road, whatever this thing is. I the tickets from in front of passes run out, right? Well, no, but how are we going to know that? Because they'll never uh, communicate with us. They'll fire a flare gun up in the air. Unlike the old days when we used to be, you know, get phone calls on a bat line, they would tell us, okay, well, we're leaving now. They gave all the crap away. Unlike that, they just, uh, we're in the dark. It's like everything else. But Joe Bell's going to turn it around. You watch. Here's a good guy, finally. Finally. Right? After all these years of being treated like garbage, like some human uh, swill, after all these years of the sales department being allowed to play fast and loose with our emotions and the lotion and all that other crap, and now we got, in fact, I'm hearing rumors about that sales crew. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? So what up, homies? You need some tips on improving your crib? Then tune in to the In the Hood and Garden channel. Each week, Ice-T trades in his Mac 9 for a nail gun and remodels a crack house near you. That's right, boots all the crack holes out, then gets busy with this old his owl. Thursday nights at 8, Ice will show you how to custom design a kitchen for cooking up some crack and create a comfortable living room decor just perfect for cracking a couple of 40s with your posse and bending those bitches over the couch. So join Ice each week as he fires up this mofo. It's this old his ass. It's on the In the Hood and Garden Channel, Piach. What up? It's 1101 at 560, as uh, ignorant as they want to be. That's the book I'm going to write. About who? About a whole bunch of the American peepholes. 1642. Now, what's that guy's name in Israel? That Jew guy? <laughs> who, what is the most boring regular public event? State of the Union address, 444. Uh-oh. PBS Pledge Drive, 381. Miss America Pageant, 184. Rose Bowl Parade 168, the Pro Bowl 148, New Year's Eve Ball Drop 141, the Oscars 114, Emmys 36, and the Grammys only 26. Solamente 20 Swayze. How do you like that? Right. Well, there's so many other good choices on there. I, I could have put, like, uh, White House uh, press conferences. Uh, uh, right? C-SPAN. Right. All of these. All of these things. things. Five six seven for uh, most of the calls on talk shows. Five six seven oh five sixty, town five sixty in the Verizon and singular wireless lines. Get it off your uh, chest today, man. Get it out of your system because obviously South Florida's got a lot of venom to spew. <laughs> like that, they do. What a day what for a Monday, no less. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. It's a. It's ironic you played that uh, bid by Dave Caprita because that's about the time I started listening. And then I listened all the way up until 1995. Right. And I moved and I came back in 2004. And then I didn't listen for a while because I'd get things reorganized. And then he left it on a Yovan. Now I'm listening then. And oh, God. Oh. 
Just when you think you get when you get one, re one retard, and then all of a sudden it comes back in. There's his second call since returning with his Yovan. Get some new material, okay, when you go away wow. for ten years next time. What a day. Oh, my God. Now, there's a guy that we would hope would croak on a year. Uh-huh. Yovan, my ass. How do you do that? 567 560 Pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular Wireless Lines. Man, oh, man, what a vast wasteland. Just pathetic. WQAM, hello. Not there. QAM, hello. QAM. WQAM, hello. I'll be your bitch. And our last one, WQAM, hello. Okay, that's it. Okay, good material. We're not building this pool, so as a result, they mm -hmm. have no material, nothing to say except, well, Bush is bad, and Cheney should only croak, and uh, your fat-ass governor. You know, God, like I said, call up Scare America. And yeah. there's an interesting possibility here. Okay, we've been on for a little more than an hour. And remember what I asked about spy reports on Stern and his first day on Sirius today after the $80 trillion worth of free publicity he generated? Right. We right. haven't had one call about that. Good perk. Let me they're still listening. I beg your pardon? Maybe they're still listening. Yeah, maybe he's still on there. Right. Right. It's only 11.04. Maybe maybe he's going to go on until like uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. Maybe those people just took their terrestrial radios out and threw them in a canal. That seems very likely to me. Or maybe <laughs> since there's only 3 million subscribers to Sirius uh, in a country of 300 million people, maybe there just aren't that many people out there uh, hearing it. Oh, Except Miguel, who, and even he's not listening. No. He's got it. He ain't listening For to it. For free, no less, and he wasn't listening. Right. WQIM, hello. Yeah, I'd like to talk about the serious thing. Yes. Uh, I listen. I listened to it today, and uh, I think he's as big a fag as you. Yeah, and oh, good, good call. WQAM, hello. God, I bet you hope. WQAM, hello. Not there. Like I said, why do I keep punching these lines up? <laughs> Expecting something to happen here, huh? Oh, something's happening, all right. Yeah. WQAM, I can smell it. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? All right. Uh, I, I've had a serious radio for about a year, and I, and I liked it. And I was just clicking around after I heard you talking about the Stern thing. I, I totally forgot that he was even coming on. Yeah. And guess who has a syndicated show on there? Alex Bennett. Yeah, I know that. that How that's... the hell is that possible? And Lynn Samuels. They have a lot of losers on there. And the, oh, the, the, the big God. coup is going to be the Martha Stewart show. I'm sure that every man in America is going to race right out to get serious Ooh. because Martha Stewart's on. But I found it, and I listened to it for five minutes, and Howard, the Howard Stern show still sucks. But, uh... Anyway, I'll just leave you with one quote when you were talking about Cheney about power. Absolute power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. I see. Absolutely. 567-0560. Oh, I didn't know Mo would call in. I know he's listening these hours, but I know he'd be calling in. <laughs> nice voice, Maybe Mo. he's w on. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Bet you want me to call now, huh, Neil? WQAM, hello. Please say something, will you? Goodbye. How's that? WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. I promise I'll survive through the whole call. Yeah. You know, Al Franken's on pretty soon. Oh, God. WQAM, hello. So caught up in Howard Stern. <laughs> 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 where, where does he have the phone when he makes those calls? Huh? We know. Rectum. I think so. It sure smells like it. Man. I might just take all calls today, you know what? Okay. I have some really important stuff here, but I'm, uh, I don't know. I might save it. It'll be a process of attrition. Huh? No, if we can keep up this pace until yeah. 2 o'clock, man, we're getting 80 share today. You mark my words. 
WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes. As far as I'm concerned, Howard Stern sucks on any station he's on. Okay, thank you. See, that's not what we're looking for, okay, is just to call up and uh, take a cheap shot. If you don't like him, that's fine. That means you're probably not subscribing to Sirius. What I was looking for and probably won't get with somebody who would call and tell and describe what the difference was between right. the show he's been forced to do. You see what I'm saying? In other words, that show what that was he was threatening like? to do. What are they doing? What right. are they saying? What was the, uh, you know, but there don't seem to be anybody out there who's uh, right. been listening. He promised a big uh, bill of goods. What's, uh, right. you know, what's, what's, what's new? What, where's the beef, you know? What is it? Is he saying, you know, duty? Oh, God forbid. Maybe doing one. WQAM, hello. I want to hear that Hershey candy bar bit. WQAM, hello. Hey, how you doing? Okay. <laughs> and? That's it. What? No. Am I on? You're on. You're in. <laughs> oh, I wonder if the Robert Robertson is going to say the same thing about our vice president that he said. That's what I just got through saying five minutes ago. If he should croak, I just got through saying that. Yeah, it was the Lord's will because, but it but about me. I don't think so. In addition to which, he's not going to croak because uh, evil old uh, doers, evil doers like that live to be like 200. You'll see. His heart is old and weak, but just like my handyman, Izzy. Hey, Izzy, lay off the booze, okay, sweetheart? Cut the crap. WQAM, hello. Neil, how you doing? Okay. Uh, I read on MSNBC they said Howard did uh, a phone sex act on Sirius. I don't have it, but I read it on MSNBC.com. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah, so just give me the spy report. Okay, thanks. All right, bye. See, there's a guy I read about. MSNBC, by the way, uh, that show with Maury Puppick and Connie Chink yesterday, like I said to Hank, if that wasn't the worst piece of garbage I ever saw in my life for about two minutes. Lucky you. Contrived controversy. They're sitting on the couch, and he keeps reaching over and holding her hand. Uh, oh, we're not really oh. mad at each other, but, you know, that, that's going to last as long as the Jesse Ventura show did on MSNBC. You talk about a network that even the peacock is molting from the embarrassment factor. Just pathetic. Makes Rita Cosby seem like Walter Cronkite. That's Rita Cosby, by the way. No R. Right. Get her right. Cosby. Right. Here's your boyfriend on line nine again. QAM, hello. Nah, bad, bad oh. imitation. All I, uh, it's like the gong show today, you know? Very much. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. He said poopy pants. Oh, let's, uh, let's hear it for Howard. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes. Uh, let's speak to Neil Rogers. Speaking. Hi, Neil. How are you? Good. Um, I, I, I've only called once in, like, five years since I've been listening to you, actually, longer than that. But I wanted to tell you, a couple of weeks ago, I uh, heard uh, Randy Rhodes on TV. I'm not saying her name wrong. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and I don't know how I got it. I was looking for the Heat game, and somehow she's on, and she started talking about you and saying about how you're the godfather, which I know you are, but you're the godfather of radio and how you helped her so much and she was so appreciative of you and all that. I just thought it was kind of cool, you know. Mm. That's it. No big, no big thing. It's just, uh, I think you're great and I know you don't like the, uh, kissing up, so I won't do that, but, uh. Too late. Keep... <laughs> Bye. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah, he see, you knew when to get out. Bye. That was good. You embarrassed him into it. Okay, here's our poll for, uh, tomorrow. For today and tomorrow. <laughs> what? Nothing, I'm just... Uh, I wonder if I, if I actually have this one available on there, because I faxed it to Eric, but you never know. With it. Yes, there it is. Why, why did I say that? You never know. Eric, he's on top of it. And I already just uh, got rid of the other one. The other one, the other poll sucked. Oh, sorry, Sean. That was one of Sean's polls. Did you like that poll? Boring yeah, event? Fine. You know what I liked about it? Is, uh, it was one. Oh, as opposed to, 
what uh, or which, you know, the ones that George puts on when he has right. no pull at all, which, uh, and then he what? just has a bunch of names. Right. What's your number one answer to this? Most people are, and here's my choices so far. And by the way, I hate to break the news because I also, in my spy report I got before, heard somebody, can you imagine that Neil Wooden Ego puts himself up there at uh, top of the list uh, of South Florida radio legends? See, I hate to break the news, people. When I originally put that on there, when I sent it to Eric, I was like about fifth on the list, and I didn't even vote. I voted for uh, Skipper Chuck. Here's the original list. Skipper Chuck, Ralph Redneck, Rick Shaw, and Bishop. I put my fifth, then Hank, and on down the line. See, what, what winds up being on top of the list, that's what the, the listeners make on top of the list, okay? Dumbo. Doi, 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 doi. Mr. No National Guard in Iraq. God, is this guy stupid. Nothing worse than being stupid. Okay, here it is. Most Funny. people are decent, stupid, whatever comes up a lot. Yeah, does. Hypocrites, ugly, bigots, a-holes, reasonable, jerks, perverts, one-dimensional, and then Jerry Lewis Telesan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did that get on there? on there. I already told Eric to take it out. Oh, my God. Most people are the Jerry Lewis Telethon. Wow. So what did you vote for? I didn't vote for anything yet, but I think I'm going to vote for uh, that one. It begins with an A. Okay. Well, I was kind of influenced by the first bunch of calls we had so far right. this week. Oh, there's so many appropriate choices on here. I know. This is a tough one. Put on your thinking crap. It's vote, going to be a tough choice. Stupid. Most people are hypocrites, three, stupid, three, decent, two, a-holes, one. Oh, that's my And Jerry Lewis Telephone's still on there. Eric, I'm sure, is working on it feverishly right now. Any second now. Any second, something's going to pop. Twelve minutes after 11 at 560 WQM, resolve yourself to a better night's sleep in 2006 by making one easy call right now, 1-800-MATTRESS. Nothing has got a bigger impact on your daily health, well-being, and productivity than a good night's sleep. And you can get a great night's sleep as soon as tonight if you make that call to dial a mattress right now, 1-800-MATTRESS. If your mattress is more than 10 years old or it's noticeably sagging or lumpy, time for a new one. Choose from the complete line of all the top names in the mattress business. No off-brands that nobody ever heard of before, but only the big names like Sealy and Serta, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, and Bananas Foster, all the great mattresses that you'd love to stick your ass on. Dial a mattress takes same-day orders all day long from Kendall to Stewart, from Palm Beach to Fort Myers. And like always, you get to pick the date and two-hour delivery window when you want your mattress delivered when you're going to be home, when it's convenient for you and they show up on time 99.7% of the time. I've been using them for years, as have most of the QAMers, and I know you'll be a happy customer, too. Just make one easy call. That's all it takes. So start the new year off with a great new mattress from Dollar Mattress. Pick up that phone right now and call them toll-free at 1-800-MATTRESS or on the Wicked Web, log on to mattress.com. Dial a mattress, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for stupendous savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Pizza, triple fat, triple cheese, triple hard bypass. It's a coronary on a crust. Triple Decker Pizza. Heart monitor sold separately. This is one of the weakest most baseless indictments in, in American history. It's a charge that cannot hold up even under the most glancing scrutiny. Way down in that D.C. town, the first thing they said was come, it's not allowed. Funneling campaign finances, we've heard enough, but you still think you're innocent, we call your
done nothing wrong. I have done nothing unlawful, unethical, or I might add, unprecedented. <laughs> Eleven nineteen won't see him no more, no time soon. Look at that, Q fifty six, and we got fifty six votes on the new poll. How do you like that? Are you impressed like or what? Well, moderately. What's your number one answer to this? Most people are a holes fifteen. Stupid fifteen. How about stupid a holes? That's funny. That's about each of our choices. Fifteen apiece. Hypocrites nine. One dimensional five. Decent four. Bigots three. Jerks one. Reasonable one. Ugly one. And perverts none. Stupid is right up there. Okay, let me uh, get into some of this good stuff. Because these calls, Gornish Telfin. Insisting that God certainly needs to be involved in the Supreme Court confirmation process, three Christian ministers Friday blessed the doors of the hearing room where Senate Judiciary Committees are beginning to consider the nomination of Judge Samuel Alito today. Capitol Hill police barred them from entering the room to continue what they called a consecration service. But in a bit of one-upsmanship that was re-announced, they had let themselves in a day earlier, touching holy oil to the seats where Judge Alito, the senators, witnesses, Senate staffers, and the press will sit and praying for each of the 13 committee members by name. We did adequately apply oil to all the seats to the Reverend Rob Schneck, <laughs> who identified himself as a man. That's why it's kind of a slippery uh, ride there for uh, Judge Alito. Don't fall off. He's going to keep slipping on the floor. Reverend Rob Schneck, who identified himself as an evangelical Christian and president of the National Clergy Council in Washington. Reverend Schne uh, Schenck, oh, I keep saying Schneck, rhymes with direct. Reverend Schenck called the consecration service to kick off in a series of prayer meetings that will continue throughout the confirmation hearing. Capitol Hill police said they weren't aware that the three had entered the room, uh, hearing room earlier, but added that the hearing rooms typically are locked because they're not of interest to anybody. Lieutenant Dominic Costa said the Judiciary Committee room will be swept for bombs and perhaps for electric bugging equipment before the hearing begins. The three ministers insisted they weren't taking sides in the Alito debate. This is not a pro-Alito prayer, insisted the Reverend Patrick Mahoney, a real lunatic, director of the Christian Defense Coalition, a real fetus <laughs> hugger. You know him? One of Mr. Ego's buddies. Know him well. With abortion, public prayer, gay marriage, and right to love issues among those topping public debate, God is interested in what goes on in the nomination hearing, Reverend Shank said. The two men, along with Grace Nwachuku, general manager of a group called Faith and Action, read three psalms outside the committee room, knelt to say the Lord's Prayer, and marked a cross on oil on the committee door before leaving. Reverend Shank said he and the Reverend Mahoney had blessed the same room before hearings for Chief Justice John Roberts last year, and then the hearing went very, very well. The Lord took care of him, okay? The Lord, just like the Lord took care of all of them. You know, I saw some of that crap, which I'm trying to avoid that because they're still whipped up into a frenzy about the coal miners. Yes. But I saw some of that crap where they, you know, they came up with the erroneous uh, information that they were all still alive. Oh, were... praise Jesus and praise God and God answered our prayer, you know. And then all of a sudden, like uh, three hours later, that, uh, gosh dang it, you know, stuff. Mm -hmm. We're all good Christians here, but we're starting to lose our faith. <coughs> Let's see. Here's a, a fax that says, didn't listen myself, but 13 bucks a month is uh, one thing. Having to buy all new radios at 100 bucks plus, forget it. What does that mean? In other words, it's not just 13 bucks a month. you got to get, you know, the radio everywhere you want to listen to your radio. One for your car or that little portable oh, really? hickey. Sure, I you have to buy the equipment. Well, Howard Reich, who writes for the uh, Chicago Tribune, writes uh, today. Thanks to whoever faxed this in, by the way. Mm -hmm. Howard Stern, uncensored, uninteresting. How do you like that? Uncensored and uninteresting. If there's a four-letter word or outrageous sex act that didn't get mentioned in Howard Stern's new satellite radio show, it wasn't for lack of trying, writes Howard. 
Words that once were bleeped on Stern's terrestrial radio program, previously broadcast in Chicago and WCKG, float uninterrupted on Howard 101, the serious satellite frequency that's airing Stern's reincarnated show. And though it's true the triple X-rated comedy bits and salty on-air patter didn't wholly define the program, the show unquestionably plunged more deeply than ever into material that many listeners would consider obscene. On purely comedic terms, however, the satellite debut proved surprisingly flat, the program unfolding more as a promotion of Stern's latest uh, venture than as a, what does that say? Something radio show? I don't, can't read that word, but this is a bad fax. As a something radio show? B-O... Whatever. After opening with several minutes of technical difficulties, including microphones that produced piercing feedback, now wouldn't you think that uh, Mel Carmazin and uh, all them people over there could do better than that with all that big money they got, all those millions and millions? Uh, wouldn't you think that they'd be serious? I mean, the one thing to understand us with our technical difficulties, but at least our microphone ain't feeding back yet. During his long-time cast, nearly struggled, clearly struggled to find something interesting to discuss. Is that on the first day? <laughs> oh, no. The initial repartee sounded spare, slow, and stumbling, a palpable letdown that even Stern seemed to acknowledge. I hyped this thing so much it could never, ever live up to anyone's expectations, said Stern, who at his best is proven capable of brilliant satire and shrewd political commentary. Before long, he was playing unedited excerpts of the salacious voicemail messages that TV personality Pat O'Brien infamously left on a woman's voicemail last year, causing a mini-scandal aired ribald prank phone calls, and played a bit in which an impersonator of David Letterman, dubbed Evil Dave, described a series of sex fantasies in remarkable detail. Neither the patter of the show's new announcer, George Takai, who was Mr. Sulu on the original Star Trek, is that how you said? I have no Takai? idea. I have no idea. Nor Stern's fake announcement that he had gotten married, quickly retracted, offered much more than a chuckle. <laughs> kind of like, like that. Oh, Yet this was just day one of the program, and Stern will have plenty of time which to find his voice in a new setting. Judging by the opening installment, he'll need it. Oh, man. Wow. That sounds like a shot to me. But then again, what do I know? Right. And so far, we've had not a single spy report from anybody out there, not one. You know, just people that don't like Howard. Oh, I, I, I heard two minutes of it, and he's always sucked, and he still sucks. Well, what's that? You know, first of all, if you didn't like him in the first place, what are you doing listening to it? Right. Well, I was doing uh, my research, you know, I was, uh, uh, all that crap. Not buying it. Just like these people. I listen to Rush because I want to hear what the other side is saying. Look for the QM van. I guess they still haven't given away those damn movie passes. I reckon. Look for the QM van at the Shell Station at Northwest 25th Street and 87th Avenue in Durrell. Stop by to pick up movie passes to watch the premiere of Glory Road tomorrow at the Dolphin Mall. Free movie passes, baby. The van will be there till the passes are, uh, pass out, or they do. One or the other. Evidently, not too many people want those, or maybe everybody's on the serious. <laughs> no, maybe we're done today. Maybe nobody told us, because look at these calls so far. <laughs> maybe we're finished now. The terrestrial radio uh, is uh, out of business. We're done. And things were going to be so good with Joe Bell in charge, too. You know, And you guys are moving to another building. That's right. Which was a really big secret until like about two minutes ago. So that Joe can oversee KISS and QAM and the whole day. Plus, the lease in that building is ending. Boy, you're going to miss those schmutzy walls, I'll tell you that. No, I won't. And they're really fancy carpeting. Speaking of carpeting, Dry Concepts is the best in the universe, and they want to make your life a lot easier. During the month of January, Dry Concepts is encouraging everybody to take advantage of their outstanding maintenance contract. Dry Concepts' maintenance contract offers you savings and real peace of mind. 
Enjoy the benefits of their plan carpet cleaning dry cleaning service. Not only will you save 50% off their regular prices, but you'll also enjoy the added benefit of knowing the dry concepts will be there when you need them. Use them one time, you'll understand why I've used them for over 20 years because they're the best. They do a phenomenal job for you. Dry Concepts is dedicated to the clean carpet approach rather than the common clean, dirty carpet approach. Don't buy, be fooled by all those 1995 specials that leave your carpets soaked for days on end without treating the problems. You made a big investment in those carpets, your upholstery and drapery, so let Dry Concepts protect that investment. Dry Concepts professional staff is fully certified in their service and standard unmatched anywhere in the universe. So take the way out of having your home sanitized all year long with Dry Concepts maintenance program. Call today toll-free in Dave Broward and the Palm Beaches, one 800 248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071. We're on the Wicked Web. It's dryconcepts.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Hold it. The most talked about film of the year is now the musical event of the year. The Brokeback Mountain soundtrack. It's raining, man. Hallelujah. It's raining, man. Amen. The songs you love. From the movie you're afraid to admit you love. Oh, no, not I. I will survive. As long as I know how to love, I know I'll stay alive. Strap on your leather chaps and yell, ride em, cowboy. The Brokeback Mountain soundtrack. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. They have everything for young men to enjoy. You can hang out with all the boys. Available at Sam's Goodies. Eleven thirty-two, twenty-eight till noon. So anyway, FMQB, which is uh, into Howard. In fact, they're about fifteen feet into his. Rectum. Man, have I always told you that about that website? What do they use for light in there? Howard, a uh, flashlight. I would. Howard Stern made his long way, but hopefully not a candle. Made his long-awaited debut on Sirius Satellite Radio Day. While there were a few technical glitches at the start, once Stern and his crew got rolling, it was business as usual, with only a couple of noticeable changes in the program. The first is the hiring of George Takai, Takai, whatever his name is, as the announcer for Stern's program, best known as Star Trek Sulu. He was live in the studio for his debut. The other was the lack of commercials. They start with commercials uh, tomorrow, six an hour. Uh, as Stern's debut went commercial-free and lasted well into the 11 a.m. hour. No wonder we couldn't get any spy reports. They're glued to Howard, man. Both of them. So they're going to be playing commercials? Yeah. Six units per hour. Okay. It's supposed to be commercial-free, but they lied. Uh... They lied. Morris Stern's channel lineup kicks off today, including a daily wrap-up uh, show with Gary Delabate and John Hine, and the debut of Bubba the Love Sponge in the afternoon drive. Delabate took home the prize for the first curse word uttered during the debut as he suggested playing Ben Fool's Bitches Ain't Schmidt, though later in the program, Stern dropped the first F-bomb. Stern also denied during his program that he married longtime girlfriend Beth Ostrowski, as suggested in reports elsewhere. Meanwhile, can Stern fans expect a podcast via iTunes? There is a Stern podcast page currently available to iTunes, but to date only contains a one-minute, 17-second ad for his serious program. In other words, they're not quite so serious yet. So there's the uh, FMQB review, which, like I said, they're big groupies. Still got those movie passes over there? I suppose. I don't think they're going to tell you when they leave. I'm not going to keep reading that thing. We've been reading it for an hour and a half. How many passes could they have had? About 30 minutes. For Christ's sakes. We're inquiring. Right yeah. Now. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How are you doing? Okay, sir. Hey, buddy, for your poll, I can't believe you forgot the best answer for that. Yeah. For 20 years, what have you been telling the people in this town are? I'm waiting. 
Lifeless. They have no lifeless. Life. Okay. That'd be a, that should be your number one answer for that poll. Okay, well, let's put it on there and see if it is. Okay, lifeless. Okay. I have no life. Let's get it on there. Most people are lifeless. You think that's going to be the number one answer? No. No. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty the Verizon and singular. Oh look at that! There's the hospital director uh, Hadassah Yadia about Ariel Sharon, Shlomo uh, Yitzchak Perlman. Continue to reduce that dosage over the next. That's so fat he could barely walk, and I'm very surprised that he's having any uh, ailments, aren't you? Yeah, I'm shocked and dismayed. You think that when you would eat that much, you'd have enough padding that would kind of like buffer you against all external forces? WQAM, hello. Now Neely's doing a heck of a job. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Morning, Carl. Uh, I listen to part of the Stern Show. I'm on my way up to Charlotte, and I've got you on because I, I won't be able to listen to you for a couple months, and I can listen to him anytime. Right. Uh, he wasn't the same. He seemed uncomfortable. Uh, it, it just wasn't the same show. And and if they're going to have commercials, uh, I'm a little pissed because I paid 137 for a home unit, the car unit, and I've got CD in the car, and I've got the regular radio. I don't know what the hell I did. Yeah. Tell me you want a refund. Yeah. Have a good day. And back to you. <laughs> it sounded a little P.O., didn't it? A little bit. Sound a little bit uh, off his feet after here. Well, you don't forget, it's only the first day, though. Don't hate. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Lines. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Just remember, there are only two truths in life. Yeah. You can't win with a black quarterback, and the Holocaust never happened. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty Q A M. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. I just called to let you know that I passed by ten thirty at, uh, you know, the Shell eighty seventh and twenty fifth. There's nobody there. No W Q A M band. Nothing. Thanks for the good news, Pally. See, okay. we have to get it from our audience. Mm. Well, we I just called Mc. What? I just called Miguel. I said, Hey, you're going to let me know when those are done, right? He's and like, he yep. said, Yep. Of course, yeah. actually, he said. So, in other words, they're there. That's what he said. Maybe this guy had the wrong interest section. Northwest 25th Street and 87th Avenue in Doral, which, quite frankly, I have no idea where that particular uh, joint is. At the Shell Station, man. It's at the Shell Station. So who do we believe? Do we believe Miguel, who uh, emailed me yesterday to try to get me to listen to Howard for free, which I couldn't do it anyway, and I don't want to hear it? And or do we believe this caller who just called, who's an Ojean Provocateur Julio? Well, who do we believe? We need a, a third opinion. I think they're both full of crap. Yeah, we need a tiebreaker. Here it ought to be on line nine. QAM, hello. Sounds like a killer, fat boy. You want it on there. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Pretty good. I was listening to David Lee Roth's show this morning. I think yes. it's pretty good. I think it's better than Howard Stern. If that could uh, be believable. Really? Yeah, he's pretty. He's got some fresh new ideas, and he tells you about the rock and roll industry and other topics that's, instead of just looking at boobs and butts. Yeah. And he didn't have Robin doing the news on there? Right, right. All that boring stuff. Anything else, Robin? <laughs> okay, thanks, pal. And I'm glad you're on. Stay on as long as another hundred so, years. Until I croak, man. I'm going to croak right. right on the ear. I got it all planned out. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon. Yeah, I'm very jealous. I would like to be on uh, not serious. I'd like to be syndicated. Forget about serious. Because you know when you really stop and think about it, and they got they're narrow casting, man. They're talking to a few people, a fraction of his original audience. And like this line, the guy two calls ago said, or three, whatever the hell it was, he spent all of that money, and then uh, come to find out they're going to be running commercials based on a lie. Oh, it's going to be commercial free. Well, guess what? Huh? WQAM. Hello. Yes. Okay. 
wanted to make a comment about Pat Robertson and Howard Stern. Okay. Uh, how come Pat Robertson isn't in on that Supreme Court thing since he's so close to God and knows him so well? And then the Howard Stern thing, I think he's, he has seen better days, just like the last year of Seinfeld, when uh-huh. it really started to suck. It yeah. was a great show, and it just ran, ran out of steam, and it didn't bow out gracefully. And I think that's what happened to Howard Stern. Okay. So thanks a lot. But Pat Robertson's got better hair, though. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Five, six, seven. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Better Pat's than got lovely hair. He's got a nice do. He looks like a real, like the definitive goy. He uses dippity do. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yeah, let's speak to Neil. Speaking. Oh, Durka Durka Mohammed Jihad. <laughs> wow. I want to speak to Neil, and then that's the material. Very, very beautiful, beautifully done. Guess what? WQAM, hello. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Hey, uh, I bought Sirius Radio, got one in my truck, got one at work. Uh, right. I paid for it, liked it, got to hear all kinds of words that I could, couldn't hear before. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Uh, I got to hear some fart noises. I missed those. You know, right. Everybody needs those. So it was worth, it's worth it. And well, there's, it's good, there's, and killer music. There's a guy that's happy. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you. All right, fire it up. <laughs> there you go. He's uh, got no complaints. Well, it only took an hour and 40 minutes to find one. But it was worth it, right? What? The wait. Hey, listen, what have I always told you about these calls? You might have to go through 20, 30, 40,000 of them. Maybe I'm exaggerating more. 30,000 of them. And you'll get, you'll get a classic. You'll get some good crap. Okay? You just don't have the perspicacity and the tenacity. What are those words? Whatever mean? the hell. Yeah. Huh? What does that mean? I don't know. No, because you give up too easy. Uh, only when I'm on, though. I give up. When, I, when I'm on, you want me to read this stupid crap. Right. What's your number one answer to this? Most people are stupid. See? Stupid. If most people are stupid, then I guess I should read some stupid crap. 46. What's that guy in Israel again? Saul Rabinowitz? <laughs> A-holes, 32. Now, maybe now that we got Joe Bell as the GM, we'll get our fart sounds back. What do you think? Well, you can uh, ask him. Because I know when I talk to him, whenever that's going to be, uh, he's probably going to say, well, is there anything I can do for you? Yeah, there are only one thing. Well, two things. First of all, kill all the salespeople. And number two, um, give us our fart sounds back. Right. Get on the room with that uh, Joyce and tell that bitch what for, okay? And some of the uh, preschool words we're not allowed to say. Such a, and that's right, like yeah, D-Bag. So this one and that one, right. Yeah, like I mean, hello and goodbye. They say on primetime kids' shows that we can't say. Right. Most people, A-Holes 32, Hypocrites 29, Decent 19. Well, that's pretty decent of you. One-dimensional, ten. Reasonable, nine. Bigots, three. Perverts, two. Ugly, two. Lifeless, one. Solamente, uno. And jerks, one. Although that seems to be like a little slop over there with some of those. Am I right? Like a-hole and jerk. Right. How, how, where's the fine line? Uh-huh. Can you be a jerk without being an a-hole? I don't think so. Now, maybe you can be an a-hole without being a jerk. Think about that. It's going to make my head hurt. Maybe you can be an idiotic jerk. I sure wish I had that bridge tender thing. Jerk. I'll uh, feed it up to you. Will you? Remind me. Maybe tomorrow morning when we're in here confabulating. When the salespeople are coming in again trying to coerce me into doing stuff I don't want to do. I'll write down idiotic jerks. Hey, listen, all you salespeople at QAM, you go out and sell it, I'll do it, okay? I don't care if if I'm endorsing, like, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is. Airlines uh, with blind pilots. I mean, whatever it is, I'll do it, right? Right. Because uh, we need the money. The Beasleys need the money real bad. Our lease is up. We're moving on down to the uh, KISS building. We're kissing it. 
where the ghost of Paxson is hovering over. God, those were really some days going to that building. That was a very strange environment in there. Remember the day we got the tour of that building? Yep. And there was that WACC, that No Speaking Inglés little... It, it was like a, a radio station in a broom closet. It was. It was like in the bowels of the building. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, there's our Spanish language station, WACC. And it was like uh, two Julio sitting in a, in a closet, which, of course, <laughs> gay. so many are. Hey, the Emerald Coast is still Florida's number one Asian gourmet buffet. That's not just my personal opinion, but that's according to Zagat Restaurant Review, and they really know their stuff. Now, every Friday through Sunday night, you can enjoy Lobster Fest featuring Maine Lobster Serve Thermidor style. And every night is Crab Festival with Alaskan Snow Crab Legs, Dungeness Crab, and Jonah Stone Crabs. The menu at the Emerald Coast still includes fresh oysters on a half shell and a sushi bar with over 30, About 30 man. different items. The Emerald Coast also serves New York steaks cooked the way you like them, tender and juicy, hand-carved prime ribbon on the weekends for dessert, leave room for their sensational 40-inch chocolate fountain. God only knows the kinds of things you can stick in that baby. You can hand up your own strawberries, marshmallows, other decadent treats. And don't forget, the Emerald Coast promotes healthy living, too. They cook all their fine cuisine only with cholesterol-free canola oil. No MSG, no cornstarch, no headaches, no crap. So book your reservations for a real fantastic feast at one of Emerald Coast's three locations. They're in Sunrise, Sunny Isles Beach, and Pembroke Pines. For the Emerald Coast, 954-572-3822. This is Neil Rogers. This is Speaking of that, what's that Israeli guy's name? <laughs> Moshe Pupik? That's the one. Well, I got some good news, man. He is really alive and kicking. He's really? ready for some good kishki. Ready for some bad news. Israeli Prime Minister, what's his name, recovering from surgeries after a major stroke, responded to pain stimulus today by slightly moving his right arm and leg. Wow. Sharon, 77, remains in serious condition, hasn't opened his eyes, but he slightly moved his right arm and leg and is breathing on his own. And his, his anesthesia has been reduced to doctors gradually being, bring him out of a medically induced coma. In the pain stimulus test today, we noted the Prime Minister slightly moved his right arm and right leg and farted very loud twice. <laughs> there was a very slight movement, but it is a significant one. Oh, when you weigh 800 pounds, can you imagine it? Probably like 40 pounds of gas just all... Oh, oh my God. Can you imagine? And if the Duke had 40 pounds of a stool in his body when he died, man, oh, man. Five six seven oh five sixty. I'm sorry, feces. Stool is it's almost yeah. lunchtime, and I'm talking stool. Sounds like a seat. Bad. Five six seven oh five sixty. The calls today have been sensational, man. Oh. We give them a plus, don't we? They've been there. They have been fantastic. Just like Miguel is still over there. I guess they're not giving away too many of the movie tickets, huh? For a basketball like, movie, I can't imagine why there wasn't a rush. Did on he give those. you an update or like no. like that? Nothing. Well, why not? Because I guess nothing's happening. 
Well, no, you, you guess. See, in the old days, oh, they would guessing. tell us. We'd have a little communication. This is something. Mark it down on my list of 8,000 things to talk to Joe Bell about. All right. It's part of the whole QAM. Keep everybody in the dark. Like, no incommunicado. Uh, don't tell nobody nothing. Everything's a big dark secret, and uh, God forbid we should tell you what's going on. Now, that's been a whole, and it's gotten worse and worse. Like I told you, Greg, the Greg Reed regime, man, was just like Bush. It was like Bush without all the dead people. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, thanks for pushing a Dr. Bob's uh, 13,000 in six weeks. So, worked well. There you go. Thanks. Okay, you're welcome. So, the update is? Yes. Oh, the uh, the van is still there. We have a lot of passes, and I quote. Well, how many, did they give any away? I don't know. We have a lot of passes. See, every qu every question that I ask is, they didn't say, I don't know or I guess. Is, is this idiot, is this imbecile capable of uh, communication over there? Can he tell you? We've given away a whole bunch of them, but we still have a lot more. We've got, like, hundreds. We're going to get that guy's number, uh, like the flunky. We'll just call him directly. How's that? No, I, I think we ought to give it out on the air. <laughs> Maybe, no, no, seriously, because maybe the audience can find out uh, what the hell's going on over there, you know? This is pathetic. This, this is so typical, man, of the, the way things have degenerated this radio station. Just, just tragic. Thank God we made this move just in time. I can hear Tony Bennett singing it right now. If Miguel would spend more time, less time worrying about do I want to hear Howard Stern on Sirius and more time worrying about if we knew what that was going on with our promotions, maybe we'd get something. I can't wait for that Best of Neil thing to go on. Oh, that's going to go down big. It's like eating the whole pizza without taking a bite. It's going to go down big. WQAM, hello. Hi, Daniel. Okay. Hey, uh, I don't know if you uh, saw that interview with, uh, well, probably not because you don't watch Fox, but... Uh, Never. Blitzkrieg and, uh, and Howard Dean? No. Blitzkrieg was trying to... Uh, well, first of all, Wolf Blitzkrieg is not Fox. Was, uh, was it not Fox that I saw it on? Well, Actually, with well, Wolf Blitzkrieg, he's on CNN. I'm sorry, you're right, CNN. I saw a clip of it. Same on, difference. On the net. Yeah, well, same crap. Anyway, uh, he was trying to tie, uh, Wolf was trying to tie the Democrats to the uh, to the Abramoff nonsense, saying that the Democrats had taken uh, uh, some sort of kickback stuff, and, and, and right. And so Dean's going, there's absolutely no proof of that. He goes, well, what about the Indian tribes that uh, we can see that uh, they took payments? Well, you know, uh, Abramoff had nothing nothing to do directly with the. Uh, with the Indians, and they, they, you know, there's no proof that I've seen in all the reports. Every single person who was arrested, every single person who was indicted, every single person involved is a Republican. There is not one Democrat involved in any of this. What and so Wolf is taking deep breath, and at the end of the interview, he just there's like a seven-second pause where there's no words. He just takes a deep breath and says. Okay. Well, thanks for your time, Senator. <laughs> and you see, he just takes a deep breath, and he's on camera, and I don't know what he's thinking, and you just yeah. see him take a sigh. Okay, well, thanks for that. And, and Dean starts laughing. You know, yeah. he starts laughing at it, too, and it's like, you can't get it. Was, it was, it was yeah. funny. It's something see, that you've got to see. See, it's the Democratic fun. Party, unfortunately, they keep getting sucked into this business about Dean is a loose cannon and he's out of control. Dean is the only one with the balls to tell it like it that's is. That's exactly and right. And that's he, exactly he's the one they ought somebody, to be following, man, and they would kick some serious like ass. somebody like that to stand up and, and uh, keep these guys around because they're, they're, they're all pussyfoot, if I can say that. Yeah, uh, around, uh, you know, they, they, the only guy that has a pair is the one that's screaming at the top of his head, and he's the one that needs to be leading, and he's the one, gosh, we should have voted for him. Uh, Amen. Amen. Thanks. How do you like that? I told you. Right. Just like day he came on the air on that same uh, obnoxious uh, talking head network and said uh, that Tom Ridge was just doing that whole phony uh, scam with a uh, terror alert and raising the uh, terror warning and all. It was just a political ploy. 
to try to divert attention from whatever the scandal du jour was at that time. And he was, he was right. And then who do they drag out of the closet? That uh, right-winger in Democratic clothing, uh, Jew Lieberman. Well, I know Tom Ridge well, and yada, 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 all this other crap, you know? Exactly. I've been telling you for a long time, Howard Dean is the man. Haven't I told you that? I like him almost as much as Timmy Dean. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Delta, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Madawa, Lava. We're going to South Carolina, and Oklahoma, and Arizona, and North Dakota, and New Mexico, and Texas, and New York. him out of the mothballs and really uh, put him out there all over the place. And that's because the public is pissed off, baby. They are pissed off and fired up. And he's exactly the kind of guy that they'll respond to. So I have a report for you. No, really? Well, how do you like that? Better late than never. I called uh, Roly, who's out there right now. What did you call him? Idiot? And I said, uh, you know, how many tickets have you given Useless? away? He said about 10 to 15, but he has about 30 to 40 to give away. So go get him. Well, 10 to 15 isn't exactly like a, a big rush. Of course, it is a stupid-ass basketball movie. I mean, and number two, it's out in the middle of Yenem's Belt. Is there anybody who speaks English out there in that area? Maybe, like, about 30. Two or three. Anyway, look for the QM van. It's still there, man. It's pretty slow. Maybe we don't have anybody listening. Maybe they're all listening to uh, uh, XM and Sirius now, you think? No, With all think. that publicity, I think the audience is completely gone, baby. Bye-bye. It's been a good run. Can't get to that 30th anniversary. About 30, I thought it at least last till March 1. Look for the QM van at the corner of Northwest 25th Street and 87th Avenue at the Shell Station in Doral. Stop by to pick up, even if you don't want them, okay? You can go out there and pedal them and make Miguel feel better and get him off our ass. Although Duff said, stop by to pick up movie passes to watch the premiere of Glory Road to Martha Dolphin Mall. Hmm? So it's a basketball movie? Yes, about dribbling. Uh, is it dribbling down your chin? Not mine. That's what Duff said. Oh, here's the hearings. How this is going? All the Alito hearings. But a beat, but a boop, but a Monday through Thursday. Then at 12:15, Specter will start the 10-minute opening statements by senators, about 20 senators on both sides. He starts, hands it off to the top. You know, this whole thing is so stupid. As if I have to tell you that. Why? Why, why do the senators have to have opening statements? Okay. So they can other, do grandstand. Other than to grandstand for their constituents and for the American public, why do the senators have to have opening statements just to fill a lot of time, as opposed to putting his ass on the fire? This is Radio Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. <laughs> hey. Corn, short of the torn and forlorn. 
say this picture is great, but I brought along a female day to watch those two fellas with those hats. Consummate, play got down on their hearts, cause they both were feeling deadly. They made a lot of noise, cause those two ranch hands were randy. Their kids started rocking, and nobody bothered knocking. They were making love to a cowboy. Everybody said, So both ranch hands were Randy. How do you like that? How do you like that? I knew she was macho enough to be one of them, but both. <laughs> 12.02 at 5.60 WQM. James Ridgway writes, he's the author of the five unanswered questions about 9-11. He writes, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, and 9-11. How much did the Bush administration know? In San Antonio over the weekend. Oh, there, uh, there's uh, our Bush inspector. I'm an Arl inspector. Supreme Court of the United States. Few matters of it. And his hair is growing back. Aren't you a proud, man? Oh, yeah, I'm proud. And that's because God's rewarding him for being so innovative and in coming up with that single bullet theory in the Kennedy assassination? That magic bullet? In San Antonio over the weekend, Bush defended uh, the NSA wiretap program, saying they attacked us before, they'll attack us again if they can, and they're gonna do, we're going to do everything we can to stop me, be saying. To be polite about this, this is an especially weird statement coming from a president whose administration repeatedly ignored one morning after another of an imminent terrorist attack before 9-11. But in fact, it is clear the administration did know we could be attacked in any number of ways, including by turning a hijacked commercial airliner into a missile. There were at least a dozen warnings from foreign intelligence services of terrorist plans to attack, including some citing the possibility of turning a hijacked plane into a suicide missile. Explicit warnings came from British, German, Italian, Egyptian, and Jordanian intelligence, and even from Vladimir Putin. In July 2001, just two months before 9-11, there were intelligence warnings that the G8 summit in Genoa might be attacked by planes stuffed with explosives. Italian officials took these threats seriously enough to close the airspace over Genoa and install anti-aircraft guns all around the city, and Bush thought enough of them to choose to stay in a ship off the coast instead of in Genoa. Unfortunately, he thought less about the safety of ordinary Americans than he did about his own safety. Donald Rumsfeld told the 9-11 Commission that defense against attacks on American soil was not the responsibility of the Defense Department, but a law enforcement issue. Yet there have been no consequences for anybody in the Bush administration or the intelligence community. Rumsfeld should have been fired after 9-11, along with the top leadership at the CIA and FBI. Instead, the intelligence agencies were rewarded with an increase in funding estimated at 30 percent. About 30, man! And a free hand to torture prisoners and spy on American citizens. And Rumsfeld was given what he wanted all along, which was a war with Iraq. Tenet was awarded the Medal of Freedom on his retirement. 9-11 represented betrayal by two of America's allies, Pakistan and Saudi Arabia. Through its powerful intelligence service, Pakistan basically uh, created the Taliban in Afghanistan, and its agents stationed around that country cooperated with al-Qaeda. It ignored the Taliban's support of al-Qaeda. There's little doubt that members of Pakistani intelligence knew that 9-11 was going to happen, including the details. 
But today, Pakistan is our best friend in the region, receiving a significant increase in U.S. aid, so don't go there. The Pakistani world in all of this pales in comparison to the involvement of Saudi Arabia. Saudis are clearly the major funding source for al-Qaeda. In fact, the person who helped create al-Qaeda was Prince Turkey, who at the time was the head of the Saudi intelligence. He participated in the recruitment of Osama bin Laden, along with other Islamic fundamentalists, to go to Afghanistan in the 80s to fight against the Soviets. And what were the consequences for Prince Turkey? Last year he was welcomed as the new Saudi ambassador to the U.S., eh? Another Turkey. Thanks to the courage and quick action of flight attendants aboard Flight 11, American Airlines headquarters knew about the first hijacking no more than 10 minutes after it happened. This was before any of the other three planes had been hijacked. It was nearly 20 minutes before Flight 93 even left the ground. What would have happened if American Airlines had passed this information on instead of keeping it to themselves? Pilots might have been warned to secure their cockpit doors. Planes on the ground might not have taken off. Officials in New York City would have known that the first World Trade Tower crash was no accident, and they might have evacuated the other tower. How many lives could have been saved? But what were the consequences for American Airlines' negligence? The official who was in charge at American Airlines headquarters that day has since been promoted to president of the airline. Along with other carriers, Americans received huge government bailouts since 9-11, and to this day they haven't instituted the changes necessary to keep their passengers safe. A few months ago, Steve Elson, a member of the FAA's red team, undercover former special operations people trained to test air security by breaking through it, traveled to Toronto, where with reporters in tow, he picked the locks of all the doors in the Toronto Pearson Airport. He thus easily gained access to all baggage handling facilities, all the ramps, walkways, cockpits, and seats of idled lanes, food, vending trucks, and so on. It would be a simple matter to plant a bomb on an aircraft destined for New York or Washington or L.A. or wherever. How do you like that? Pretty comforting, eh? Oh, yeah. I feel nice and secure now. <laughs> all right. How's that poll coming, he asked. What, uh, which, what are these? Uh, which, it's a tough choice. What's your number one answer to? Most people are. We've got 240 votes. Stupid, 74. Right. A-holes, 47. Hypocrites, 40. Decent, 36. One-dimensional, 14. Reasonable, 14. Lifeless, 3. Perverts, 3. Bigots, 3. Jerks, 2. And ugly, 2. Or How about jerk. like um, most people are not ugly, but what would you say? Mediocre me looking? Me <laughs> oh, no. Ed Meas? By the way, God, just I think he's still dead, ain't he, Ed Meas? We uh, took we some steps to... Uh, we have what? Took some steps to uh, find out about what's going on. We're going to have Roly himself call up uh, after the next break. And we can grind him ourselves. Well, why do we need to do that if uh, Miguel already gave him the answer? Why do we want to put that well, uh, tub on up to the minute. Uh, you know, avoid several middlemen and just... Uh, nah, that's a... He ain't fat. Huh? He ain't fat. Well, Roly sounds really poly. It sure does, but uh, no, it's short for Roly. Well, for crying out loud, he better get fat. I mean, he's going to be really call Josh periodically, too, but, you know. Look, look, we don't have to make that big of a simisode, but I was just looking for an answer. I mean, you're once again getting carried away, emotional and hysterical. Right. He's hysterical, like Kay. Or like Connie, I'm sorry, excuse me. Don't get your Godfather trivia wrong. Oh, no. They'll be Look for the up. QM van right now. I mean, I'm, I'm not reading this anymore, okay? If they wanted it, they can go out there. I'm not, I'm not reading it no more. Especially after what Miguel did to me yesterday. And what he did to me with that CD business. And you notice how vociferously he denies all of that? Oh, I'm not in sales. I had nothing to do with it. Right. The, the sales department just found out about that by osmosis. God. And then he tries to blame it on poor Duff. You fairy. WQAM, hello. County, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've got another one for your poll. Yes? Yeah, uh, a couple of weeks ago you had a poll and there was something about uh, smokers on there and it didn't seem like a lot of people answered that. So I think most people are closet stoners. Okay. 
Well, not in sales, I have no. to do it right. That's wonderful. <laughs> Turn that thing up a little bit louder. I love that. There's just something about that whole mentality, you know? Although he was okay. Closet right. stoners, is that very, all right? Very deep. I, I guess closet something. Unlike George, who's uh, out of the closet. That's right. One thing about everybody on this show, they're out of the closet. Josh is into those uh, vibrators, and uh, George is into, you know, that bong. Right. And you know what I'm into. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. So this movie I saw over the weekend. What that was the name of it? Oh, uh, he's Harry though. That's the sad part, you know. Daniel Hirsch. Sigourney Weaver was great in that movie, Imaginary Hero. She was great. Oh, is that the name of it? I'll avoid it. I like her a lot. Why is that? It's very morbid. It's depressing. Well, that's why. Huh? I don't want to see a depressing movie. I've got life for that. Why, why is it that most of the movies, um, unless it's a comedy, most of the movies are morbid and depressing last many, many years? Just the way it goes. Like Magnolia, even though it's a good movie, and right. Requiem, and all, all the movies are very morbid and depressing. Maybe that's why people are throwing their brains out like crazy, you think? Either that or it's the gas prices. Either that or it's uh, your president. Thank you, Mr. President, for those bargain basement gas prices. And the good news is my handyman, Izzy, is okay. Oh! And one of these days, after he gets enough beers in him, he's going to come back and finish that fence. Don't push it, Izzy. Just relax, okay? Just lay there in bed and, uh, you know, say a few prayers. Baruch Atah, et cetera, and so on. Don't drink the wine, though. Please. WQAM, hello. Hello, WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Good, good. I know, um, you know, I mean, I'm a young listener. I'm 24, but, I mean, your show is great, number one. And, uh... What do you think about the South Florida? I'm down here from Michigan. I just it don't. It sucks. I don't care for this state. Yeah, you're right. Where, where in Michigan? Uh, Detroit, actually. Detroit, not Southfield, not Twelve Telegraph and Twelve Mile, where I used to live. Hey, easy. Well, you're good. You're good, Neil. <laughs> What's with this down here? It sucks. People are just. It's amazing. I miserable, mean, everybody... miserable, hateful, hostile, unfriendly, antisocial. All kidding. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding at all. It's a horrible place. Hate, no, I mean, these people hate, hate themselves. I look at yes. them. Yes. I, I, I can't even go on. Have a good one, Neil. Take good care. Good luck to you, Pally. I'll yeah, see you, in, I'll see you in, in Mouthfield. All right, bye. Say hi to Dick Purton. Okay. I mentioned that Dick Purton was inducted in the Radio Hall of Fame. Yes, you did. And I think I'm, I'm prime probably uh, after my 30th anniversary in Radio Hall of Shame. Wouldn't you? Think they ever heard of you? Those no. people? Okay. Oh, no, I'm not uh, one of those things, you know. This is a filthy, a potty mouth. At least I used to be when we could say crap. Now we can't even say crap anymore, so I guess it can't be. That can't be the excuse. think about it. No, it's a a bad show. It's a bad bad life. It's a bad planet. (laughs) Yeah, we need to start being a lot more negative, you know. All that crap. That Neil Rogers is so negative. Now, I've discovered it's taken me all these years to... The reason we could have an 80 share is if I could be a lot more negative. We hate everybody. (laughs) You like that, Right. Right. That's a South Florida effing way, baby. Negative. Hostile. And retardo. Oh, that would mm-hmm. be a good one. Most people are retarded. Oh, we already Want got that? Stupid. We could. No, nah, no. Nah, stupid is one level of it. You know, another. Retarded is more like, <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> so many of them all over the place. Twelve. Yeah, when that Yovan guy came back then, I knew it was going to be a real winning moment. Oh, huh? boy. The Yovan man. Moved away, and now he's back up to his old... Oh, yeah, when I heard Caprita's voice, and what's the Yovan... Uh, uh, the Yovans and, and Unders? Very, very sad. Because one thing about South Florida is that the sewage always comes back. You know, you notice? Know right, well, they can dump it out to sea, and it just washes right back up. That is correct. Right back up on show. 
Happy New Year from our friends at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. 2005 was a great year, and thousands of new customers took advantage of the Neal deal and bought their new Fords at Armstrong Ford. Why do people shop there? It's easy, because Armstrong Ford guarantees you a great price, great service after the sale, and that personal touch that comes from a local family-owned uh, dealership. Pick up the phone right now. Call General Manager David Rich at 305-247-5112. And don't forget, when you buy a new Ford from Armstrong Ford of Homestead, you'll also, on top of the best prices in town, get their exclusive Tires and Batteries for Life program. That's right. When you buy from Armstrong Ford, you get free tires and batteries for the life of your car. How can you beat that? That can save you an extra thousands of dollars. David Rich and his staff at Armstrong Ford guarantee you won't find a better price any place in town. And because they're locally owned and operated, like I tell you every single day, they'll treat you like you've never been treated at a car dealership before, just like family, because they want to make you a customer for life. No phony sales, no BS. So start off the new year with a new Ford from our friend David Rich and his staff at Armstrong Ford of Homestead, and you'll find them at 30725 South Dixie Highway, just 20 easy minutes south of the old 836. Check them on the web, armstrongcars.com, and drive a little bit extra to save yourself a ton of cash, literally thousands and thousands of dollars when you do your car shopping at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Neil Nobody can tell me what it is. What's this head? I don't know. Maybe I heard a word. Keep going here. It's a conspiracy. That's right, faggot. What put you up to this? Yeah, forget me back to the pizza pie. Why, you little liar. The surly Moe, the surly one, two to four this afternoon, a man who's at war with the entire universe. Mad Dog, four to seven, Curtis, seven to ten, Eddie K, ten. A nice, pristine schedule. What the hell do the Panthers play again? Play what? What kind of a schedule is uh, with each other? Panthers in the San Luis Blues on Thursday. Wow. Holy moly. And then, uh, well, that's it? Oh, and then against Columbus, against the Straight Jackets on Saturday. Well, there's, there should be two easy wins. Las Vegas-style gambling cruises return to Miami's Bayfront Park with Friday's launch of the SS Horizons Edge, run by a Massachusetts-based company. Not that evil gambling. Oh, no. How bad. A Massachusetts company is bringing back gambling to Miami's waterfront. Horizons Edge, which promises Las Vegas-style gambling during five- and six-hour cruises, began sailing Friday from Bayfront Park. The SS Horizons Edge replaces the Casino Princesa, which operated from Bayfront Park for nine years before calling it quits in July. But Horizon's Edge of Lynn Mash is likely to face stiff competition elsewhere, especially from Seascape Entertainment, which runs a gambling cruise ship out of Port Everglades. Horizon's Edge. Well, I'll tell you, once the uh, slots start on the Paramutuals in a couple of months, yeah. those, those people with those cruise ships better clean, it, uh, you know, clean up real fast. They better keep raking it in, raping the public. Because once people can actually go on land without going out there and getting seasick and keeping oh, their guts out. what a notion. Yeah. Horizon's Edge will also buy with Seminole Hard Rock uh, Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. 
where the humper said he had dropped a friend off over the weekend, and the place was just packed. They were packing it, baby. And with permutuals in Broward County, where voters recently approved slot machines, and where the legislature and your fat-ass governor reluctantly finally signed the bill. David Zion, CEO of Horizon Z, said he believes South Florida's gaming market is big enough for another player. When you're looking at a market as big and growing as Miami, to try to attract 150,000 people a year is very attainable, Zion said, referring to passenger tallies put up by Princessa. Horizon's Edge has an agreement with Miami to operate from Bayfront for the next seven years in the same spot as used by Princessa. The uh, Horizon's Edge carries about 500 passengers and employs more than 75 people. It's one of two gaming ships operated by Horizon's Edge. The other ships sail seasonally from Boston during the summers and fall. Well, not exciting. Are you ready to hop aboard, plunge your guts out? No. Oh, and I, now, how come QAM uh, Batline? Yeah, how you doing, Chief? It's Roly. Hey, Roly, what's going on out there? Nothing? Dude. I'm gone. That's it. Ran out of tickets. You gave them all away? Yes, sir. Nice going, Rolly, and I apologize for not being fat, but work on it. That's all good. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll make sure I get on top of that. Okay, I'll bet you will. So come, <laughs> come back to the station steal some pizza while you're at it. Yes, sir. Oh, for me. Thank, thank you so much. There's Rolly Poli. Don't start with that. Uh, what? Well, that's kind no, of Roly Poly. It's funny. Uh, yeah. I like that Roly Poly. Well, doesn't it uh, doesn't it figure Roly sure. Poly? How many Rollies do you know? I know Roly fingers, but you're not a baseball guy. He was he was skinny. He was the great relief pitcher for the Oakland A's with a big handlebar mustache. I bet you even Josh may have heard of Roly fingers. No, who's he? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't give me this. Of course, I I've mentioned people to you, and you're like, huh? Who's yeah, that? like that made you know? up person that I looked up, and there was no such person. Who, who's that? I, I told you I don't remember. This is Jaime Schmendrick. He was my next door neighbor. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Jaime Schmendrick, my ass. You better you better get with your Jews. You sure don't know your Jews, man. Just like that Mickey Mendel. You better start hopping on top of it. So we gave away all the tickets finally. Oh. It took a hell of a lot of effort. And that's fine because Stern probably went on to about 11.30. So we had no audience till 11.30. Now we'll get a bunch of spy reports on that great Stern debut on Sirius. Not, not that I really care one way or the other, but just just after all of that hype, you'd think that you'd get something, wouldn't you? Something. I mean, if we were giving out $100 bills on every street corner and nobody showed up, we'd have to say, hey, guess what? we got no audience, man. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon and singular wireless line on the Stale Rogers show. WQAM, hello. This is the proudest thing. WQAM, hello. Where's Howard Stern? And our last call, QAM, hello. And that's it. Boy, if you'd have told me this, I'd have stayed in bed. I'd have taken a couple of weeks off. Well, I wouldn't have told you if I had known, but I never. Didn't. I just usually I have like a little premonition, a little something. Nothing. Nothing. Not even a twitch. Nothing could have shocked me more. Not, not last chance for calls, baby. Our last plea: five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. They're upset because the damn Patriots kicked ass against Jacksonville Saturday. They just walked all over, man. They let they you know they hung around the first half, let them stay in the game, and then they came out in the second half and just obliterated them. Oh, yeah, but the Dolphins beat your Patriots the week before, Neil. <laughs> oh. Is there any doubt that if, if the Brady in the first ring would have even played just the second quarter, forget about the second half, that they would have kicked their ass? Is None. there any doubt about that? None. None. Zero. Zippity-doo-dah. Not that Belichick tanked the game or anything like that, because an upstanding guy like him wouldn't do that, wouldn't be strategizing to try to start the playoff run with a, uh, against the girls' team to win their 10th consecutive playoff start, an all-time record, and Tom Brady 10 for 10. Boy, did he look good, and he played pretty good, too. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. You know, Stern is Stern. I love him. You know, I listen to him. I have Sirius. I've had it for about a year. 
Yeah. But, dude, at 10 o'clock, come on, I come to you. You know that. Thank God for that. He oh, went, man, uh, I'm, I'm, he not went, worried, I'm not worried about that. I'm just curious, after all the hype, what the big deal was um, with the opening show today. It was, a, it was a normal show with bad words. How's that? Okay. It was a normal show with bad words, and he went off the air, i say it was around 11.15. Wow. But you're always in my heart, Neil, all right, buddy? Thank God for that, man. That's why all you right. got that heartburn. Thanks, Billy. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Take a couple of roll aids. WQAM, hello. My balls itch. WQAM, hello. Thank God for that. Yeah, Neil, I was wondering, uh, how's that uh, weed up in Canada? Oh, man, the best. You can smell it in the air. Just walk outside and you can sniff it. The aroma will put you in a coma. It's great. Five six seven oh five sixty. How's the weed up in Canada? Oh, man. How is it? Like I just got through saying. Well, if you get off your lazy ass and come on up here, eh? I'm going to be sneaking across the border again. Well, that's right. You can't, uh, you can't do too much uh, intercontinental traveling. Never stopped me before. Inter-border uh, travel. What do you mean by that? You don't have a passport? No. You, in other words, you can't get a passport? Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I said. I oh. said I don't have a passport. Well, why not? Lazy? Didn't you just say that? Oh, I thought it had something to do with your uh, status as an illegal... Uh, no, no. Illegal Cuban. Right. No, no, seriously. You just don't have a passport because you're lazy like that's everybody it. else that I know? That's it. Oh, my God. I don't understand the, well, the look, lazy... What would I do no. with a passport anyway? Go somewhere? I think you're That's afraid funny. to go into foreign countries where they don't speak any English, like Mexico and Canada. I'm afraid to buy a plane ticket I can't afford. Where they speak those languages you don't understand. Although, I think uh, Mexico, I'm, I'm with you on that. I wouldn't go there oh. if you paid me... No, seriously, if you gave me 50 grand, I would not go to Mexico. Minute. WQAM, hello. Noise conference, Joe. Jesus, talk about out of control today. QAM, hello. Hey, hey, Tom Brady's a pillow biter. WQAM, hello. Oh my. You're gay. WQAM, hello. Hey, did you get him to catch Howard Stern on Larry King last night? No. It was the worst suck-up job King has ever done. Well, that covers a lot of territory, baby. I saw four minutes of it on Wednesday. It was a repeat. Hey, listen, that's, uh, that's what everybody's talking about right now, so Larry's got to be there sucking around, you know. Here's the suction snapping them suspenders. Hey, Howard, you're great. Howard debuts on Sirius. Howard, it's Howard, it's Howard. And, and then a couple of, the, you know, a few days we'll be talking about how Howard is uh, disgusting and uh, pornographic. <laughs> well, there's the Alito hearing. Supreme Court Justice who can demonstrate that he or she would not be beholden there's to the Pat president. There's Pat Leahy from, hey, uh, like Dick Cheney said, F you, Pat. Or he said, go F yourself. One of those deals. Come to partisan pressure from the extreme right of his party by withdrawing Harriet Myers. And by withdrawing her nomination, substituting this one, the president has allowed his choice to be vetoed by an extreme faction within his party before even a hearing or a vote. Frankly, that was an eye-opening experience. Look at the look on Alito's face, man. It looks like somebody just farted real bad next to him. He's got that real sour look. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you, they're going to give him a grilling that even George Foreman would be proud of. They're going to stick his ass in the lean, mean grilling machine. And then what, confirm him anyway? Probably. 27 past noon at QAM. When you're shopping for shoes, there's a place I've been telling you about for a long time. And a lot of you are smart. You got smart and you went there to buy your shoes all the time. Brandy's in Pompano Beach. And so many reasons to shop at Brandy's. Price, value, comfort, style, selection, all, all of these uh All of these things. things. Brandy's carries a humongous, unbeatable selection of all the major brands like Rockport, Floorsheim, Echo, Mephisto, SAS, New Balance. You love them, they got them. And Brandy's professional shoe fitters will make sure you've got a customized fit of your favorite comfort shoe every time. Just ask for Arnie. He'll take care of your tootsies uh, properly. And the pros at Brandy's really understand fit and comfort. They even specialize in wide widths as well. You know, as you get older, your feet uh, get fatter, too. 
You get fatter and so do your feet. Trust yes. me, I told you that already, didn't I? We all know. Little did I know. Brandy's is worth a trip from just about anywhere in town for comfort, style, fit, value, and selection. It's Brandy's Shoes, 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Brandy's is open daily Monday through Saturday till 9, even every Sunday till 5. And this week is a stupendous time to buy fantastic Rockport shoes at Brandy's. Visit Brandy's today and take 10 to 20 bucks off their great Rockport selection. Only this week and only at Brandy's Shoes in Pompano Beach. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. George Bush hates you, so do I. Hugo Chavez, you must die. You are an infected ball. And besides, we need your oil. Die, Hugo Chavez. Die, Hugo Chavez. Die, Hugo Chavez. You dirty, call me wet. I'm dying over here. Perfect place, trust me. That's where the old people go to die, Florida, and where the young can't have no fun. Nope. Where else? 26 till 1. So you know who else, speaking of that, remember when, uh, what was the movie with um, Harvey Firestein? Torch Song Trilogy. Right. Never and then Bancroft. Right. Never thought. And she said, when we get old, we all go to Florida to die, something like that. That's what I hear. Remember that? Yeah. Never thought. I thought you did see it. No, I just know all about it. I mean, it's often quoted. Oh, it's definitely a little too gay for you. I'm sure. 
Uh, although I'll tell you one thing, that adopted son. But anyway, uh, getting back to Anne Bancroft. So she was in that movie Malice I was telling you about. Okay. She is so great. Well, she's just phenomenal. Yes, she is. Anne Bancroft. Now, please don't tell me that she died, because I keep... Uh... Get the honey, Junior. Didn't we have that? I'll have to look it up. Anne Bancroft, oh, yeah, she did die. That's right. Not that long ago, right after she said... You ain't the only! And that was the end. Anyway, so the movie was Malice with Alec Baldwin, and uh, who else did I tell you was in it? And uh, Nicole... I, I will say this, and I said it a few months ago. I think I held it against her because of the Tom Cruise connection. We all did. And, but she's a, she's a damn good actress, Nicole Kidman. fine, that's right. She really is. Mm -hmm. The movie sucked. It was a horrible movie. And who else was in it? I'm trying to think. Judd Hurd. Alec, huh? I don't know. George C. Scott was in it. That's right. Now, if you're going to be looking up Anne Bancroft, look up him, because I know he died. But the movie was 93, Malice, which I think had something to do with Alice. And uh, he must have died shortly thereafter, because he's been dead for several years now, George C. Scott. I'm looking it up now. Talk about a man with a gigantic ego. Good God. He was a good, good actor. Right. I think a little bit overrated. The only movie he was great in was Hospital. That's right. People are going to say, well, how about Patton? Yeah, he was good in Patton, but what about Hospital? Patty Chavsky, another one of Patty Chavsky. But anyway, wait till you hear this. A movie theater owned by Utah jazz owner Larry Miller in Salt Lake City, no less. Maybe that's why Dick Cheney. Maybe God is punishing Dick Cheney for that. Although he's not from Utah. He's from Wyoming, isn't he? I don't he's know. He's from Wyoming. Well, it's close enough. Abruptly changed its screening plans and decided not to show the film Brokeback Mountain. How do you like that? Mm -hmm. The film, an R-rated Western gay romance story, was supposed to open Friday at the Megaplex at Jordan Commons in Sandy, a suburb of Salt Lake City. Instead, it was pulled from the schedule. They pulled it. I thought that's what happened in the movie. A lot. A message posted that. How do you know? You didn't go see it. I saw the previews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A message post. Now, the thing that I find amazing is you watch the talented Mr. Ripley because I sent it to you for free, and you like that. Right. And that was pretty damn gay. Yeah, you know, not like this. It wasn't a gay love story like this. No, but there was that scene in the yeah, bathtub, though. There was in there, yeah. Where they were playing chess. By the way, 99 was when uh, George C. Scott kicked it. I'll be damned. I thought longer ago. And Bancroft? Oh, jeez. Well, don't forget about her. She's a lot more important than that old goat. I think she died last year. And Bancroft. Uh, she so was too. just one of my favorites. I'll get that. A message posted at the ticket window read, There has been a change in booking, and we will not be showing Brokeback Mountain. We apologize for any inconvenience. How do you like that? We apologize. Oh, five, last year, like you said. Like I told you, 2000 and uh, whatever it was last year. Cal Gunderson, manager of the Jordan's Commons Megaplex, declined to comment. He's mum. The film, starring Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal, is about two co uh, cowboys who discover feelings from one another. The two eventually marry women, but rekindle their relationship over the years. You fairy! The movie's distributor, Focus Features, said that hours before opening, the theater management reneged on their licensing agreement and refused to open the film. They reneged on it. No comment. Nope. Gail Rizica, president of the conservative Utah Eagle Forum, said, Not showing the film set an example for the people of Utah. I just think pulling the show tells the young people especially that maybe there's something wrong with the show, she said. However, Mike Thompson... What irony that that's his name, not the one from Florida. Mike Thompson, executive director of the gay rights advocacy group Equality Utah, called it disappointing. It's a shame that such a beautiful and award-winning film with so much buzz about it is not being made available to broad Utah audience because of personal bias, he said. Salt Lake City. All them Mormons, man, for their 20, mm -hmm. 30, 40 kids, they make the Orthodox Jews look like pikers. Yeah, good thing they don't end uh, gay. Oh, don't tell me Ted Kennedy speaking. Justice Lewis Powell 
spoke for all of us when he said, Equal justice under law is perhaps the most inspiring idea of our society. It is one of the ends for which our entire legal system work, exists. As we have seen from Justice O'Connor's example, even one justice can profoundly alter the meaning of those words for our peace, citizens. Ted. Even one justice can deeply affect the rights and liberties of the American people. Even one justice can advance or reverse the progress of our journey. So the question before us in these hearings is this. Does Judge Alito's record hold true to the letter and the spirit of equal justice? No. Is he committed to the core values of our Constitution? No. That are at the heart of our nation's progress? No. And can he truly be even-handed and fair in his decisions? No. In a way, Judge Alito has faced this issue before as a nominee to the Court of Appeals. I had the privilege of chairing his confirmations hearing in 1990. And at that time, he had practiced law for 14 years, but only represented one client, the United States government. And I asked whether he believed he could be impartial in deciding cases involving the government. No. And in that hearing, Judge Alito said on the record that the most important quality for a judge is open-mindedness to the arguments. And he promised the committee that he would make a very conscious effort to be absolutely impartial. Don't we want to hear a lot more of this? No. Well, I love Ted Kennedy, man. He's great. Too bad he was such a slime ball, but he's great. In spite yeah, of all you uh, red, redneck right-wingers say. Here's a fact that says, for your poll, please put rude, as in all of the transplanted New Yorkers. This is the same reason why there's so many mean and miserable people in South Florida in the first place. Good luck to all of us. And I agree. Good luck to you. Rude. You got it on there? Yeah. Uh, from New York. Yeah, rude, obnoxious, loud, boisterous, disgusting, overbearing, this out of control, nauseating, stereotypical, all of these all of things. things. The story that rocked Palm Beach in the world. Uncle Ted, dude, throw on some boxer shorts, let's cruise our bar and rage with some babes. Excellent. Power, money, women, and poontang. Uncle Ted, dude, let's use our infamous last name to impress these babes and do the wild thing at the compound. No way, Bill. Yes way, Ted. Powerful. They like to swim naked. William Kennedy Smith and Ted Kennedy in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Part 2, The Next Genitalia. Excellent! Coming soon to a theater near you. Rated X for Excellent. He is confirmed. Judges are appointed by and with the advice and consent of the Senate. And it is our duty to ask questions on great issues that matter to the American people and to speak for them. Many Republican senators certainly demanded answers from Harriet Myers. We should expect no less from Judge Alito. There is no time for a double standard. If confirmed, Judge Alito could serve on the court for a generation or more, and the decisions he will make as justice will have a direct impact on the lives and liberties of our children, Oy. our grandchildren, and even our great-grandchildren. We have only one chance 
to get it right and a solemn obligation to do so. You go, Ted. Have another drink. He's the man. Uh, 1247 at QAM. Here's a fax that says from Pedro. Hey, Pedro. Go to crooksandliars.com to see a clip of uh, Wolf Blitzkrieg and Howard Dean. It's funny to see Wolfie's face. George says just watch it and the most amazing. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm saving it and I'm going to make a DVD out of it along with all the other uh, little clips that we've gotten over Well, maybe here. we ought to put a clip, uh, a link to it on our website if it's uh, like an isolated clip. Is I it? will funnel the video to Eric right now. Funnel it to Eric right now. Funnel it on over, man. Put it in a, t- in a, uh, <laughs> yeah, why should I say it? And stick it in the chute. Right. Put it, put it like at the bank. And I'll shoot it over to you. Put, you put your deposit in the... Shoot it on over. You know? That seems to be what life's all about. Anyway, Ted Kennedy just roasted him an ass. And the fam- Did you notice the family, the whole family sitting behind Alito, and they're all squirming like uh, yeah. like they just farted real bad or like uh, whatever. Maybe they got itchy roids. That could be it. And like you said, they'll, they'll grill him and uh, chill him and uh, rake him over the coals. Then they'll say, okay, we'll, we'll confirm him. Mm-hmm. 352 votes. What's your number one answer to this? Most people are stupid, 101. A-hole, 73. Decent, 59. Most people are, uh, yeah. Uh, hypocrites, 56. One-dimensional, 21. Reasonable, 20. Lifeless, 5. Bigots, 5. By the way, 128 over 83. Very good. Bigots, huh? Good enough. What's wrong with that in the middle Nothing. of a show? Nothing at all. Why, you are just... Heart supposed to be 100 over 50. Over 50? How about, how about 80 over 30? How would that be? 80 over... About 30, man. Idiot. Lifeless 5, Bigots 5, Ugly 4, Perverts 3, Jerks 3, and Rude just went on or don't have any other 359. Yeah, see, now George is pulling for me to croak because he figures we got Joe ah. Bell in there instead of Greg who hated him like poison. And George is figuring, eh, just right. slide right in there and take over that show. Yeah, Isn't that what you're thinking? Sure, yeah. That's right. Are you kidding me? When the other guy was there, you had no chance. You didn't have a Chinaman's chance in purgatory. Well, we now that we got that. Joe Bell in there and you got him snowed pretty well. Yeah. What? I had one conversation with the man. Well, he evidently liked you enough to come and talk to you. How many of those? How many radio conversations did you have with Greg in eight years? <laughs> how about the big oh. none? Huh? That's a good guess. Other than the fact he hated you like poison and wanted you to leave. WQAM, hello. QAM. No go. WQAM, hello. Yes, hello, Dio. Yes, sir. Um, I rented that movie um, over the weekend, uh, The Magnolia. Yeah. And I absolutely loved it. I saw it three times. I think it's a good movie. Thanks for the recommendation. Three times? You must have had a lot of time on your hands this weekend. Yes, I did. Okay, thanks, Pally. Wow, his whole house must be full of frogs, don't you think? And the good news is we got the definitive guy that's going to drop a copy off at a... Of uh, Magnolia? Of Magnolia for Josh. Yeah, 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 right. Magnolia, my ass. I'll go get the bouquet. I believe it when I see it. When Josh has watched the whole thing, and don't be sleeping in the middle of it, okay? Well, I hope it shouldn't make me go to sleep, right? Just smoke some crack before you... uh, I told you I've got this for you. Look, I'm going to watch dead spots in this movie. I don't think so. Whatever. I'm going to watch it. Don't worry, okay? But you're watching City of God. If you watch this, yes. Okay. As soon as I get it. You already told me that they get a JZ or a DZ or PZ or Little Z or Old Big Z. Just watch it for the third time. Now, do they get Roly-Poly in it, too? Good. Oh, twice. A college professor and his wife have been charged with being longtime illegal agents of Cuban President Fidel Castro. Oh, my God. The Associated Press has learned. Incredible. Documents filed today in U.S. District Court show, show that. Isn't everybody a communist? I thought so. Anybody who's not like a right-wing uh, card-carrying uh, Nazi. Little Z. 
Documents today show that Carlos Alvarez, a psychology professor at Florida International, FINU, and his wife, Elsa Alvarez, have been charged with acting as agents of Cuba without registering with the U.S. government is required. Now I understand why, why Miguel is under so much stress. The two are scheduled to make an initial appearance today before U.S. Magistrate Judge Andrea Simonton, according to the documents. An indictment further describing the charges was expected to be unsealed after the court appearance. Alvarez is identified as the, on the FIU website as an associate professor in educational leadership and policy studies department. Elsa Alvarez described as coordinator in the social work training program specializing in psychological treatment, probably brainwashing according to them, crisis intervention, and group psychotherapy. Alvarez did not return two phone messages left in his office, nor did his wife. A university spokesman also didn't return several calls to the Scum Sentinel. U.S. Attorney R. Alexander Acosta, the FBI, and the Naval Criminal Investigative Service scheduled a news conference later today to discuss the case. The indictment marks the latest turn in the cloak-and-dagger underworld of espionage between the U.S. and Cuba, much of it taking place in South Florida, where thousands of Cuban exiles and other misfits live. How do you like that? Green mm-hmm. teeth, domino-playing, alien-loving... Uh, communista screaming, uh, homophobic closet for pipes. All of these, all of these, all of these things. things. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the horizon. South Florida is a tropical paradise with too many of the wrong people. That's the problem. And of course, the hurricane season turns that tropical paradise into a sultry, surly jungle. You know, that's the problem, the jungle uh, factor. Thank you, pardon. WQAM, hello. QAM. I like the- I'd like to have a large pepperoni pizza. Yeah, okay, great. Okay, Mo. WQAM, hello. QAM. Neil. Yes. I need this poll. America's funniest gay. Fair, you're a bull guy. WQAM, hello. The FBI is following me. Okay, that's it. Takes care of those calls. Boy, it was a real workout today, getting all the way just to 1 o'clock. There's Bill Schneider on there. Maybe they're all watching confirmation areas. You think that's possible? No. no. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, look at that. Should he be confirmed? Here's their poll. Yes, 49%. No, 30%. Unsure, 21%. That's their initial poll. They're on CNN. Let's see. Alito's views are mainstream, 52%. Uh, too extreme, 30%. Don't know, 18%. How the hell are they? Why, why are they taking this now before the hearings are just starting now, minutes ago? Shut up, Tommy. I see. Maybe that's why they're taking them until mm-hmm. before the public finally gets on to them. WQAM, hello. Hello. Hi, yes, sir. Oh, God. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hi, Neil. Wonderful program. Yeah, see, they, I, I, you know something? I knew it. House phone and cell phone. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the two lines working today. Your, your buddy. Brilliant. WQAM, hello. Yeah, what did she play? The the mother, right? Bankrupt? Yeah. I thought, I thought that was a great movie. I thought that had a great plot. Malice? Yeah. You thought what the ending you... was good? Uh, no, the ending blew, but... The uh... ending was horrible. Yeah, the movie was kept me riveted for uh, all the way through, and then the ending sucked. Now, who was the, who was the guy that played the, uh, the sucker? Jeff Daniels? Right. Now... When when Baldwin went into the um, the God thing, you know, who do you think they're playing? They're not playing. Right, God, right. right. And George, George C. Scott was sitting there like uh, passed out, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks, Neil. Okay. That was a good scene. Very indignant and very, uh, you know. 
And, uh, you know, he was the doctor, and doctors are God. He said he was God, but a beep, but a boop, but a right. And he made damn sure that they got the, you know, that he lost the case, mm-hmm. and she got the $20 million settlement from the insurance company. And then it uh, turns out they were in cahoots. Oh, I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, I'll, I'll throw it movie. It's 93. It's called Malice. You'd enjoy it. And it's got a I'll moments. give it a watch. It's got Nicole Kidman's uh, ass in there. Uh, I love her ass. Well, there you go. On the front side, too. And, uh, well, it's got a few other parts in there, too. I don't recall, like, a whole lot, but it's uh, it's got just a few of the right parts. I haven't seen a part of it I don't cheek like cheek. yet. WQAM, hello. Hello, Q-A-M. Neil? Yes, sir. Neil, five and a half hours of commercial-free Howard Stern today. Yeah, it starts commercials tomorrow, yeah. Oh, uh, one, yeah, but one, one minute commercials. Uh, yeah. Six of them an hour. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, Neil. Well, at least you got off around 11.30. Then you got the wrap-up show, so I'm with you about... About two minutes. That's, that's too much. Cut it down about half. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. I don't understand how come you don't go big time. Go national, man. Get real They're going to go national. Wave the magic wand. Here, poof, you just went national. You're going big time. You're on Sirius. You're on XM. You're on, like, our pop-up toaster. This just relax, okay? I'm not missing any meals, sweetheart. Just calm down. God, Burrell, and when I'm up in Boca Chica slapping all the women with painted lips around the pool, I listen to the Neil Rogers one to two hours. Uh, I mean, I listen to the Neil Rogers fair and balance one to two hours. Alito is the latest guy that George Bush picked. They're hoping he does better than country's founding, we've tried to keep government's heavy hand well, out of our personal lives while yeah. ensuring that we do the most important thing, which is to protect those who How cannot doing, protect Jim? themselves. Wabby, wabby, wabby. And the debate raging today is about whether we'll continue along that path or whether our courts will continue to be, and whether our courts will be continue to be one of the places where society have, puts the little guy, and I know this is not He's something you're supposed to say, the little guy on the same footing with the big guy. The one place David is equal to Goliath is in the Supreme Court. And it's also important to note that you're slated to replace the first woman ever nominated to the Supreme Court. We can pretend that's not the fact, but it is. And through no fault of your own, we're cutting the number of women in half on the court. And now, as I said, that's, that's not your fault. 
But I think it means that we have to take, at least speaking for myself, a closer look at your stands on issues that are important to women. And moreover, Justice O'Connor brought critical... Well, I tell you, Joe Biden's sure boring, isn't he? Not just him. Oh. Well, let's carry the hearings, what do you say, all week long. Woo. I mean, it isn't as good as these great calls we've had today. Listen, how can you compete? We've got Stern that? in the morning. We've got the uh, Alito confirmation hearings uh, starting at noon. We're up against it, man. Right. And then, Why of course, we've got Al Franken. Inhalant abuse rising among South Florida middle school student survey shows. They're doing it right under their parents' noses, it says. Oh, what a pun. Middle school students in Palm Beach and Broward counties increasingly are taking sniffs of computer keyboard cleaner, lighter fluid, other household products to get high, according to the most recent state survey of youth substance abuse. This disturbing surge of inhalant use coming after a decade of decline nationally is prompting social service agencies in both counties to retool prevention programs and try to raise community awareness. They face a tough challenge. Because adolescents surf the Internet to chat and learn about vapor-producing products, go anywhere to buy and obtain them on the cheap, all the while uh, their parents are too busy or too naive to realize it. Evangelia Serres, whose son is an 8th grade student at Spanish River Christian School in Boca, said she brought him to a recent community forum because I want him to be educated. My parents never taught me about drugs. I had learned on my own. George's parents never taught. He had to go out and get his own. And I still do. George Sarris, 14, already knows that inhalants are kind of stupid, is what he said. Speaking of stupid people, most of the kids who do it know the dangers, they do it anyway. Or maybe they're suicidal, what do you think? Stupid. Or just stupid, or stupid and suicidal. According to the 2004 Florida Youth Substance Abuse Survey, over 7% of Palm Beach County Middle School students reported using inhalants in the previous 30 days. About 30, man! Up from 3% in the 2002 survey. In Broward, 7.8% of middle school students claim to use inhalants, up from 5.9% just two, uh, two years before. In both counties, inhalant use is higher than statewide. Well, if you lived in South Florida, you'd be sniffing anything to get your hands on, wouldn't you? Even the dog's Rectum. ass. <laughs> Shotgun. Huh? That might work. <laughs> I'll try it. I mean, at least with Tiny, you could hold him still long enough. 5670560. Let's give it a shot this hour. How this is going to be the hour for the good calls. You'll see. Yeah, why don't you go nationwide, Neil, so the whole country can hear what a bunch of bozos live in South Florida? We'll be doing a public service. Wouldn't you think? Oh, yeah. yeah he's only been on 400 times today, uh, Prozac. Well, he's out of control. Maybe his drugs ran out. And that, that might be it. Or maybe he needs different ones. Jesus, God. Maybe he needs to sniff some right guard. Try Xanax, Ron. No, I'd, I'd just be sniffing some uh, lighter fluid right now. Just stick it Keep up your nose and then like, kind of like, light it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon. I, I think the reason that most of the callers went away is because Greg Reed left. Don't you think? Don't you see the correlation? Wait, he took them with him. Yeah. No, no, they're, they they despondent. It just ain't going to be the same old crowd no more. WQAM. Hello. My phone's being. Uh, wow! 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 Yeah. Yeah. I think we had enough of that one. I think we're going to do the same with him with the gargler from now on. No more. It, which is really a shame because, it, like, every once in a while, they come up with something good. Every once in a great while. Every, every third But on hour. balance, unbalanced, right. I would say no. No mas. WQAM, hello. My roof cost me $14,000. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, please. Yes, sir, speaking. Neil, I got nothing. Never mind. Okay. It's just one of those days. They got no material, it's, man. Oh, it's several of those days. No, but no, but I mean, not. I don't know. I haven't had too many of those lately. I got nothing. I mean, nothing. No, Zero. Somebody do that. Concentrated today on a Monday. Where let's let's do a different poll on there. Who's your favorite person? Who's your <laughs> least favorite person? Who do you hate? Who do you like? Paper you, or plastic? Yeah, who huh? do you hate? Paper or plastic? Normal or spastic? 
WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes. Hey, Neil. I want to talk to you about something I think is important for people. Um, if anybody's thinking about doing one of those Internet phone services, don't even think about it. Really? Oh, they're awful. They don't work well. They have calls drop. You can't, it's just a nightmare. And then trying to get your number back is uh, like a two-month process. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, it's, it's, it's really like a hoax to have it all the time. It's, it's, it's a joke. And if anybody's thinking about it, trust me. Go. Okay, we tr- we trust you. I'm not doing it now. Do you know what do you know about those? Uh, that they were a sponsor for a while. Oh, well, they're not no more than them. No. Well, at least after this call. Not right. Five exactly. six seven oh five sixty. Well, maybe across the street they're trying to sign them up. WQAM. Hello. Hello. Yeah. How you doing? Pretty good. Uh, well, that tell you, I, well, over the weekend my wife forced me to go see that uh, movie. What was it Bareback Mountain? Oh my God! Yeah. Oh, my, 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 my. I'm not used to things like that. Really? No, not on screen anyways. Huh. Off screen? <laughs> yeah, just off, just off screen. Uh-huh. Just on the weekends when the wife is out of town. I'm a homo? There's a, there's a scene in there, by the way, and it's one of these things, I don't think anybody's noticed it, but there's a scene very briefly where one of the guys is on a horse, and you can tell just slightly, if you look real close, that the saddle is on backwards. R R R. See ya. He thought it was funny. Yeah, he thought it was a panic. I think this guy is riding the side saddle himself. Five six seven oh five sixty. He's just not used to them things on film. <laughs> like you said, just in real life. Mm-hmm. WQAM. Hello. Too bad we all can't be as funny. WQAM. Hello. Yeah, that was a real good one. This is yeah, uh, great. the uh, the only first true gay cowboy movie in Hollywood was Blazing Saddles. There was yeah. a lot of there was a lot of fairies in that in that movie, sir. Uh huh. You still getting rallies? Uh, That's good. WQAM, hello. I can't believe twenty four years since I took your picture at the Oh man. God! Ah! <laughs> Can you believe that? I, I, Today, I believe anything. The, this right? is chronic day. This, this is bridge like tender, uh, who's been dead. If he called, it wouldn't surprise me today. Exactly. Woody, we need you like we need hemorrhoids, okay? And then we got the, uh, what, what's the other one? That we, one of the first callers? Yovan. We got the oh, Yovan yeah. guy back. Like, did they circulate an email or something that I don't know? Uh, evidently. WQAM, hello. QAM. I'm now going to pick up some old biddies from Allendale Beach, and I am... WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes. Neil, hey. Um, I have to defend the movie. I saw it Friday. There is so little sexual content to the movie that it's ridiculous. But it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a phenomenal movie. It is, it's so good. It's really so good. But, I mean, these folks that are saying, like, it's like the porn fest, they're, they're out of their tree. Well, who, who said that? Who said it was a porn it, it, fest? Everything that you read in the paper, all they're talking about is two gay cowboy lovers, and it's all, and it really has very little to do with the story. It's two people that just kind of like fell in love, hmm. and it, it just wasn't so, the time for them guys. to be together. Exactly. Nothing good about it, that at all. Right. It, well, it's it's still a very very good movie, and it's not like 
you know, they're not nagging every two minutes. Exactly. Every three or four. Well, listen, I'm going to get me a bootleg copy of it and watch it this week. You, you'll you'll enjoy it. You'll okay, enjoy it. It, might be, it might be a little sappy, but you'll enjoy it. Okay, watch good. out for that side saddle. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, I don't know if I'll enjoy it or not. I do like Jake Gyllenhaal a lot. He was in uh, Johnny Darko, right? Uh, Donnie Darko. I didn't see it. He's he's good. Uh, whatever it was that I saw him in, he was good. I always get him confused with Zach Galligan, not because they look the same, but because of the name, I guess. Zach Galligan was the one in um, uh, Gremlins. Correct. Remember that? Yes, I do. And then he got hit with a case of the ugly so bad that uh, refutes your theory, by the way. But I don't want to argue with you about that because you're the expert. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. Although Tom Brady sure holds up your end, so to speak. My end of what? No, seriously, I don't know what it is. He's 28 years old, which is hardly ancient, but, man, he just keeps getting better looking every year, Tom Brady, and playing better, too. Even Josh would agree with the last part. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's no Chris uh, Sims, but... You know, I'll tell you one thing. When you play a game and you're like, you're like 30 out of 40 for like 60 yards, I mean, there's just something wrong with that, you know? Look, you're going to get yours, okay? They're not going to win it this year. I got no, I mean, you're not listening to me. You're getting all defensive. When you when you complete a whole bunch of passes and they're all like for two and three yards, that's not exactly a game plan. They're saying, oh, well, Gruden's game plan. Well, what kind of a game plan is that? You know? Maybe that's why they can't score any points, all these uh, two and three yard passes. Well, what's the point? All those great pinpoint two yard passes. It just uh, really, you know. I'm not going to pick on you, though, while you're down. You got your ass kicked by a really weak team, by the way. At least, at least Hank is finally admitting Washington sucks, which they do. Twelve minutes after one at five sixty. Your sports station, baby. We're going to be so sports intensive. We're going toward that Super Bowl. The Panthers are starting to turn it around, maybe. Well, they got games against St. Louis and Columbus coming up. If they can't win those games, oh man, woo! Good golly, Miss Molly. After those embarrassing and humiliating losses in Jersey and the Islanders and the Rangers, man, oh man, couldn't score a goal into an empty net. One thirteen. I know that George has been really disappointed. Much. Not too happy with the work of Dave Strader lately. They're starting no. to do the Eric Reed thing and talk through his teeth again. I'm not too keen on that. We'll certainly welcome back Judge McDonald with open arms and legs during that Olympic break, won't we? Resolve yourself to a better night's sleep in 2006 by calling 1-800-MATTRESS right now. Nothing's got a bigger impact on your daily health, well-being, and productivity than a good night's sleep. And you can get one as soon as tonight if you call Dial a Mattress right now at 1-800-MATTRESS. If your mattress is more than 10 years old, I guarantee you it's sagging, lumpy, bumpy. It's time for a new one. And when you call Dial a Mattress, you'll choose from the complete line of all the top names. Sealy and Serta, Simmons, King Coral, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns and Foster Hewitt. He could do it. Dial a Mattress takes same-day orders all day long from Kendall to Stewart, from Palm Beach to Fort Myers. And you still pick the date and two-hour delivery window that's convenient for you when you want your mattress delivered. And they're mighty proud of their delivery record on time 99 0.7% of the time, which is why I've used them for years. And most of the folks at QM are doing it, even some of the ones who aren't too bright. So start off the new year right with a new mattress from Dial a Mattress. Don't put off getting a better night's sleep. One more minute. Pick up that phone right now and give them a call. You don't have to leave your house. Waste a lot of gas, a lot of money, a lot of time. Just one easy call, 1-800-MATTRESS, or on their website. You can do your shopping right on there at mattress.com. Dial a Mattress, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Sensational Savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Holy Mackinac! This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil God. Are you tired of the same old, same old when it comes to ice cream parlors? Yeah! 
it, boys. Well, you're in luck. From the company that brought you the successful ice cream chain, Baskin Robbins 31 Flavors brings you the first ever inner city ice cream parlor from Public Enemy's number two rapper. Introducing Baskin Robbins 31 Flavor Flaves. Yeah, boy. That's right. At 31 Flavor Flaves, we pull a little something something into ordinary ice cream. Instead of a boring old chocolate, at 31 Flavor Flaves, it's called Scoop of Chocolate, bitch. Yeah, boy. And let's not forget about the scrumptious treat, Rocky Road, mother There's also Neapolitan can kiss my black ass, Strawberry can suck my ghetto and our brand new flavor, Moose Tracks, up on your white ass. Yeah, boy. 31 Flavor Flames, where our motto is, stop in and grab a scoop, bitch. 118, you ever have Moose Tracks? Just this morning. I'll be damned. Uh-oh, more bad news from Iraq. Here's an update, and this seems to be... Why don't be you the, ever read any of the good news from Iraq? Here's uh seems to be the deal lately. You start out with one number early in the day, and this keeps uh, growing. They just have to keep putting the body parts together. One, two, three. Exactly. Two suicide car bombs exploded outside Iraq's heavily guarded interior ministry in Baghdad today, killing at least 20, wounding more than 25, many of them policemen. Blast damage to more than 14 civilian vehicles. The Interior Ministry is located next to the Police Academy, where a ceremony, a parade, celebrating the 84th anniversary of the formation of the, uh, formation of the Iraqi police force was taking place at the time of the blast. How do you like that? I don't. I, th- I think maybe they ought to like, take a little hiatus from parades and public uh, demonstrations. Things. Yeah, Although I love a parade, but nevertheless. How, how can freedom be on the march if we can't march? As a matter of fact, when you come right down to it, why do people watch parades in the first uh, you place? Know, I, like I, I don't know. we had yesterday and over the weekend maybe about the, the uh, boring events. Huh? Maybe it's for the kids. I don't know. Oh, I, we want to see the floats. We like to see the floats. Yay. Now, what parade was it? Was it on Thanksgiving where somebody damn near got killed in Detroit with the Macy's parade? One of those. Remember, it knocked uh, one of the street lights, uh-huh. uh, whatever, on their head, whatever the hell it was. Well, I don't know. It's one of those things that the people are into. Don't ask me why. It's like religion. Right. They're into it heavy duty, but I haven't got a clue why. Maybe they're afeard of death. That just could be it. Or maybe they're just uh, stupid. Here's the poll. What's your number one answer to this? Most people are stupid. 138. There you go. That's why the religions have a field day. 464 votes. Stupid, 138. A-holes, 83. Decent, 77. Most people are just good, plain, hard-working, decent folk, aren't they? Yeah, okay. No. Hypocrite, 74. One-dimensional. One-dimensional's got... About 30, man. Reasonable, 24. Bigots, 9. Rude, 6. That's starting to inch up. Lifeless, 6. Pervert, 6. Ugly, 5. And jerks, 4. Okay? Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger received 15 stitches on his lip yesterday. After he and his 12-year-old son were involved in a motorcycle accident near the L.A. Homish spokeswoman said, Schwarzenegger was riding a Harley-Davidson motorcycle with his son Patrick in the sidecar when another driver backed into the street. The governor was unable to avoid the vehicle and his path collided with at low speed. Both Schwarzenegger and his son were treated for cuts and bruises at, 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 <coughs> up about it, at St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica and released. Both were wearing helmets at the time. The other driver uninjured. Aren't you excited about that? I eat grapes. I'm a great yeah, I, wonder, I wonder what Pat Robertson has to say about that. That was a warning from God is what it was. Well, God saved him from it being any worse. That was a warning from the Lord. You better cut your crap, Arnold. Okay? Or you're going to be next. You and Hugo Chavez. Well, and speaking of uh, 85 million reasons not to go on cruise ships, yeah. although uh, the good news is if you like have some kind of a mishap on a cruise ship, Rita Cosby and the MSNBC staff will be there for weeks on end afterward to try to piece together the uh, mystery. 
Oh, she is just brutal. It, it's unspeakable. She, she's unspeakable. But I'm going to tell you something. As bad as she is, compared to the Maury and Connie show, which debuted yesterday, she's like an award winner. So you're piquing my curiosity about that. Oh, I, I, I just couldn't believe it. I watched about two minutes. Oh, like when Hank asked me if I saw the thing with Matthew McConaughey and um, Terry Bradshaw, and, the, and then he told me he liked it. And I, I, I didn't. I watched about a minute of it to see what the hell it was, and uh, it, it was pathetic. Did you see it, Josh? No, thank God. Oh, first of all, anything Terry Bradshaw is involved in uh, has got to be so stupid and so illiterate and so ignorant. It's just, it's indescribable. And then this is what they're appealing to. You see, I, I just don't understand. In other words, if I'm a football fan, which I am, I have to be that dumb. Is that is that the deal? Is, is that the message that the networks are telling me that I have to be a moron and watch these ex-jocks slapping each other on the back and high-fiving and yucking it up and fake arguments uh, back and forth? And, and there's Jimmy and his Johnson who just raking in the cash, laughing up his ass, you know? What a phony he is, Jimmy's Johnson. He sure talks a good game, though. Pop, 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 beep, 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 pop, you know. You're full of crap, Jimmy, Okay. Anyway, uh, the cruise ship's getting back to that. Officials were searching Saturday for a 15-year-old girl from Ireland who they said fell off a ship near Isla Mujeres, <clears throat> the Isle of Women. Right. Isn't that what that is? My favorite island, right. A Caribbean island near Cancun that's popular with turistas. Isla Mujeres. Or I like saying that. <laughs> Ooh, man. Very, very standard Where did the, where did the uh, Spaniards get that from? I think they the had Jews? a loogie. I think the king had a, like a frog is that what it was? stuck in his throat. Maybe yeah. Isabella. Maybe she had some, uh, she thought, you know, it was something interesting, but it's not. The Costa Magica cruise ship was 26 miles away from the island in the pre-dawn hours Thursday when the teenager fell into the Caribbean according to the ship's uh, captain, Giuseppe Russo. Giuseppe Russo. So schmaltzy, man. Russo identified the victim as Lindsay O'Brien. Did not, what, what are these names, you know? Like I'm watching the football games over the weekend. What, what are these names? I just don't get it. I guess there are too many people named Mary and Bob and Tom and John and you know, boring names. So we've got to come up with something fancy like that Boca Brian. Right. We need something fancy. Lindsay O'Brien and didn't divulge her hometown. Newspapers in the missing teen's native Ireland spelled her first name L-Y-N-S-E-Y, however, and reported she was from Dublin. He spelled it L-I-N, Lindsay like Mincy, but it's uh, from Dublin. Maybe she was Dublin her pleasure. Rough sea conditions had slowed the search, said Gennaro Medina, a federal official at the Office of the Port Captain on Isla Mujeres. While air rescue efforts continued via Mexican Coast Guard helicopters, officials were no longer optimistic about finding her alive. Guess where the ship left from on January the 1st? I don't know. Fort? Lauderdale? That's the one. Fort Lauderdale. On January, I planned to spend a week visiting sites in the so-called Riviera Maya near Cancun before heading to Cuba. It had been scheduled to arrive at the island of Cozumel, south of Isla Mujeres, early Thursday morning, but was delayed because of the search. The Italian flag, a flag Costa Magica, is part of the fleet of Costa Cruises, which is controlled by Miami-based Carnival Corp., the world's largest cruise operator. Slip him to Mickey, baby. How do you like that? Another one bites the dust. And they still haven't found that guy that, uh, with all the blood in the room and the big uh, fight and the brawl and everything, you know, that guy that uh, disappeared? Right. Still haven't found his ass or the rest of them either. Oh, no, you're wrong, Neil. There's no vacation like going on a cruise, man. There's nothing like cruising it. Yeah, I've been cruising. Remember those years long ago when uh, some people used to be cruising Biscayne Boulevard till 3, 4, 5 in the morning? Remember those years? Not sure George, did. though. Hey, there was something out there for everybody. And, of course, now there's, like, a different disease out there for everybody, I'm thinking. They still like hookers on Biscayne Boulevard or not? You know how out of touch I am. Mm-hmm. 
You think? I don't know. Well, how the hell would you know? You're never on Biscayne Boulevard. That's the way you... You're, I would say I'm you're not. probably about as far south right now. No, I take that back. Now you're gonna now you're gonna have to get a passport when they move the uh, station. That's true. That's because they're gonna be moving the road. What what? Huh? No, I go over here to Best Buy all the time, but this is about as far south as I get. As I was no, no, road. but what what is it? 150 something? That's because uh, I forget. No, the not that far south. It's like a uh, 180 89th something. Less. Oh, it's only a few blocks down the road, down the Hershey Highway. Like just north of Miami Gardens. It's like one block. Well, I mean, don't you think I know I was there a zillion times to pick up my uh, packs and checks when I wasn't working, when they were paying me to go away. 184, 185, something like that. Maybe Joe Bell's going to have the good news for me. They're going to pay me for the next three years, but no work. Maybe once in a while a cameo, a guest appearance, while you're holding on the fort. Right. Holding on for dear life. What do you think? Don't you think that's a good idea? No. Hey, if you're at a dead-end job and underpaid like poor Josh Cordes, I hope I can get some good news on your raise. Has Clarence talked to you about your raise yet? It's already the 9th of January. What do you think? No. Well, don't don't let me forget now. You know, you're sitting there when Clarence comes in every morning. If he happens to show up tomorrow, and I'm sure he will, uh, put his feet to the fire. Okay. I'll help you like I have all along. I'll, like, uh, put a gun to his head. Say, cut the crap, Clarence, you idiot, you quizzling. You fairy. If you're underpaid in a dead-end job, if your news resolution is a high-paying career, then you better act now. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train right now at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Because Fast Train can get you trained and ready for that new high-paying career in just a few months. Turn your life around, baby. That's right. Obtain your new high-paying career in just a few short months. The demand for medical coding specialists and computer professionals right now is at an all-time high. Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, and weekend classes, job placement assistance, and financial aid for people to qualify. So pick up that phone and call Fast Train at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Train's placed over 100 people just like you in 2005. Check Fast Train out on the web at FastTrain.com, but you better act now in order to obtain that new high-paying career because classes are filling up fast. Don't miss the train of opportunity this year. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. This year, make that New Year's resolution a reality by making that call. 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. And be sure and tell them that Todd Dreck told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. They're killed them. This station presents Real American Heroes. Real American Today, we salute you, Mr. Egghead Jeopardy contestant. Mr. Egghead Jeopardy contestant. You, sir, are imbued with the God-given gift to respond to questions that are actually answers with answers that are actually questions. And you get every single one right. Yes, you've accumulated a vast fortune, Mr. Egghead Jeopardy contestant, with a head full of knowledge and a fistful of buzzer. You've made more money than her. And you're a whole lot funnier than Alex. But that's not really saying much. I'll say. So the next time you think you're smart enough to be on that show... Plop your brains on the couch and drop your jaw in salute to Mr. Egghead Jeopardy contestant, a real American hero. Mr. Egghead Jeopardy contestant. Sorry, form of a question, please. 27 till 2, what's a really bad show on at 7.30 every night? Uh, Bush authorized spying spills into Alito hearings. I know it's over my head. Yeah. U.S. Senator, huh? There, there actually is a Jeopardy um, uh, slot machine game, by the way. Is there? Yeah, I haven't played it. In fact, they're like almost, 
you name a TV show, like sitcoms and all this other crap, and there's like uh, really slot, slot games. What? Yeah, Three's Company. There's um what uh, Family Feud. Okay. Maybe I ought to start, start trying them different uh, games. What do you think? Might uh, improve your luck. Yeah, or or not. Or crush it, right? U.S. Senators challenging Samuel Alito's Supreme Court nomination are focusing on a potentially combustible issue to raise at the confirmation hearing starting today, the limits of presidential power. Over the next several days, the members of this committee will question you to find out what kind of justice you will be. Senators say Alito, isn't that pretty profound? Oh, yeah. These are the opening statements again, total waste of time. Senator say Alito's writings endorsing a strong executive have taken new significance since the disclosure that dictator George W. Bush authorized eavesdropping on Americans without court approval. See, here's another. How many, uh, how many reasons have we got for Bush to be impeached now? About 30, man. I, I would say at least. Right. And in the meantime, but a beep, but a boop, but a bop, and he's in a rose garden this morning and uh, talking crap. Democrats have decided the issue is so politically potent that they're leaving questions on abortion, mainly the Republicans, a tactic that runs the risk of offending some of their strongest supporters. The intense focus on presidential power has unnerved some women's rights groups, which have traditionally played a central role in Supreme Court confirmation hearings. Another stupid move by the Democrats, as usual. Grasping defeat from the jaws of victory, which is their speciality, du jour. Even two Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, Chairman Arlen Magic Bullet Specter of Pennsylvania and Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, say they'll query Alito, they'll query him on the responsibility of the courts to constrain presidential authority. The spying raises very fundamental questions about how we proceed to gather information, fundamental questions on privacy, and the Bill of Rights Specter says, Bill of Rights, what that? I remember those, don't you? Just a piece of paper. When you're just a little child. In fact, that would be a good thing. I'm doing a poll about things you miss from your childhood. The Bill of Rights. There you go. Free, free speech. Mm-hmm. I like that. Five, six, seven. Are you going to take a couple of more calls here this half hour? That would be really a bad mistake on your part. Ah, oh, come on. It would be nice if we had some. Well, I, I've been uh, rambling there, man. I've been a rambling there. Ramblin Speaking of that, during the next break, the, uh, the video is up on the website. The video's up on the website. Howard the Dean, about, uh, Howard Dean and Wolf, Wolf, Wolf. Howard Dean. Now, bear in mind, he asks them one very boring question first about right. terrorism, and then they go into the whole Abramoff thing, which is funny to hear. Uh, Wolf's reaction when he doesn't get the answer he wants. I see. Like speechless, huh? Oh, the, the sigh, the heavy breath sigh. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Too bad, Wolf. Okay, take off the hip boots. You're out. Five six seven oh five sixty. Let's get a thousand calls in between now and two o'clock. What do you say before the Molmeister comes on? Let's get with it. WQAM. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing? I got one okay. for you. Okay. Um, how about those local TV news shows that have their viewpoint? Those shows they come on Sunday morning. Yeah. You get tired of those. Every time one of those comes on, I want to drink well, a roofie and race myself. What does that have, does that have to do with our poll? I don't understand. What does that got to do with the poll? Isn't it uh, shows that you're tired of or something or whatever it is? Yeah, I know. It's calls that we're tired of, like yours. <laughs> shows wow. that you're tired of? Where do you get that? Uh, who knows? Probably pulled it out of his Rectum. ass. God. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I'll tell you what about that movie, Bareback Mountain. Right. Tell I'll, me what. I'll make you a bet. I wouldn't steer you wrong. If you go to that movie and you don't get verklempt more than one time, it's a love story. Right. Pure and simple. If they don't like who's loving who, that's their business. But mm -hmm. it's a love story. I'll buy you dinner at Ruth Chris Steakhouse if you don't get for Clemp before the end of the movie. Okay. It's all right. Okay, I'm Anything thinking more Clemp or to uh, see it. He'll get for Clemp. <laughs> if you say that one more, more time, you're going to get uh, 
he reached his quota. Well, he didn't want to say, like, choked up and uh, teared up and stuff like that. I got choked up toward the end of that uh, one the other night, that Imaginary Heroes. Okay. And it wasn't just because Emil Hirsch was in it. Good acting in that, especially by uh, Sigourney Weaver. And not, nothing popped out of her stomach either. Well, I no? guess uh, Emil did. Oh. Although it turned out that his daddy wasn't really his daddy. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, oh that's bad. You're bad. Well... It was good. Acting was excellent. And the the, the only problem was the ending. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but the ending was like, uh, it, it was one of those abrupt turns. You yeah, know? I hate that. And all of a sudden, everybody's happy and everybody's uh, smiling and they're all dressed real neat and clean. And the kid graduates from high school and he plays the piano up there on the stage. And it just, oh, it just, uh, but, but, but I guess after all the grief they put you through, they needed that, you know. I did shed but, a little tear there toward about two-thirds of the way through. It was kind of sad, you know. Well, I'll have to watch it. Plus, I could relate to the, the part about having a real piece of crap father, although it wasn't really his father, but he raised him, but it wasn't, uh, wasn't really his biological father he found out. Well, boy, but, wouldn't well, that be uh, refreshing if you found that out? What? That the guy you thought was your dad really wasn't? Well, what difference does it make? He still screwed up your life. That's true. So all that accident of biology, you know? Yeah. Now, it's, uh, why is it that most guys I know have had horrible fathers? I don't know. Not so much, not so much women, but men. I don't, know. I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Now, Josh there, he's got, uh, I don't know about his father. I know, aren't your parents divorced? Yes, they are. And your father was? A good guy. Oh, see, there you go. There's and one. Then, and his stepfather's a good guy. See, he had two good dads. We could well, stand. I'll be damned. See, we no, that makes up one. two of us. Yeah. I'll be damned. Five, six, seven, your thoughts on your dead dad. Well, not have to be dead, but, of course, if he's alive and you're up in ass, he'll probably cut you out of the will. <laughs> right. Right. My dad's in alive. both cases. See, I found out in that obituary that my father died in a, uh, what do they call it, not a nursing, maybe it was Ho- a nursing home. Hospice. Uh, was that it? That's where, usually where they uh, take you. Well, what, what do you mean, where they to, take to you? To run out the clock when there's nothing no, more uh, they can do for you at the hospital. I see. Like no, I don't think so. I think example. it was like a retirement home. Okay. Where An assisted old, living center. Where old Jews go. Yeah, something like that. Where miserable, hateful old Jews like him go. Where they can quell about their wonderful son on the radio. is such a star. What do you think? Anyway, he's rotting somewhere, I guarantee you that. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah, I want to speak to Neil. Speaking. Well, Neil, got a movie I would highly recommend. Okay. It's Hostile. And I'm sure George would love it. There's a lot of sex and nudity going on. All here. right. All right. All right, you need to check it out, man. It's out right now, right? Yeah, it came out Friday. Very good movie, man. Okay, Let's thanks a lot, Pally. We'll check it out. All right. You seen it? No. Not H- See, in Florida, when they show it, the showings in Florida, it's spelled H-O-S-T-I-L-E. Right. That's what I thought it's it was. H-O-S-T-E-L, as in like, uh, huh? I thought it was a movie about South Florida. Hostel. Right, Hostel. No, that that one was called Malice. That's the one I was talking about before. <laughs> With Malice Toward All and the Justice Toward None. That's South Florida. You know, it's just amazing. I'll go back to what, uh, see, a lot of people, oh, you're so sour, and you're such a carpetbagger. You know, 72% of the people, I mean, what did they take, like 400,000 votes on that Sun Sentinel pool? It was, it was like six 7,000. And 72% said they either wanted out or they were working to get out or they were definitely leaving South Florida. 72%. That's not exactly music to the Chamber of Commerce's rear. This is Neil Rogers. Welcome. This is 560 QAM. Watch boobs and butts and boinking. Absolutely. 
I supported Bush after that tragic day, and to my surprise, disgust and shame, he let the sorties and Bin Laden get away, and shifted the blame to Saddam Hussein. We're occupying Iraq. They're not the ones who attack. What's going on with this crap? We're occupying Iraq. Defense contractors are having fun. As we spread freedom, the point of a gun. The blood money profits have only just begun for KBRGE and Halliburton. Needlessly sending our kids to die. And the drooling mugwubs still support the sky. An advanced stage of syphilis must be the reason why. They believe George Wood is Jesus Christ. We're occupying Iraq. They're not the ones who attack. What's going on with this crap? We're occupying Iraq. Boy, George, why do you take so many vacations? You know, it's hard work. It's hard work. Everybody knows it's hard work. We've done a lot of hard work. I see on the TV screens how hard it is. Yeah, I, I, uh... yeah, in Bareback Mountain, I uh, discovered it was hard work, too. 146, 14 bill 2. It's pretty sad. Pretty sad. America's like, like that. While all these innocent people are dying. For no reason whatsoever, but nevertheless, we got Wolf Blitzkrieg on there. Nice going, Eric. He's got the Wolf Blitzkrieg Howard Dean uh, clip pretty on there. March. And we'll move it down to where the other video stuff is when it loses its freshness. I see. Oh, kind of like a screw in. <laughs> well, that's what I heard. I heard she lost her freshness a few years ago. About 30, man. Yeah. Anyway, it's right under the pool, okay? Take a look at it. It'll give you a chuckle, okay? To see how desperate Wolf Blitzkrieg is. That goose-stepping, uh, pedantic jackass on CNN. Yeah, I just watched it. It's pretty good. Yeah, good. I'll, I'll watch it right after the show. I don't want to get distracted. Now we got a big, high-paid show here, man. And before and before we finish today, just to be not be outdone by Stern, we're going to say the F word. How do you like that? Fire As a matter of fact, I already have said it during every break. I didn't say on the air necessarily. Fondue. The round-the-clock availability that cell phones and pagers have brought to people's lives may be taking a toll on family life, a new study suggests. Don't you just love the people who take studies like this? Mm -hmm. The study, which followed more than 1,300 adults over two years, found that those who consistently used a mobile phone or pager throughout the study period were more likely to report negative spillover between work and home life and, in turn, less satisfaction with their family life. Spillover essentially means that the line between work and home begins to blur. Work life may invade home life when a patient, parent is taking job-related calls at home, for example, or household issues may start to take up work time. In the latter scenario, a child may call mom at work, not to say that he aced his English test, but that the microwave exploded. Yeah. The problem with cell phones and pagers seems to be that they're allowing forever more spillover between work and home. That's slopover, according to the findings, published in the Journal of Marriage and Family. One of my favorite pa uh, uh, not. This may be especially true for working women, the study found. Among men, consistent use of mobile phones and pagers seem to allow more work issues to creep into family time, but for women, the spillover tends to go in both directions. Being connected means that work cut into home time and family issues seeped into work life. It's seeping, man. It's nothing worse than having a seeping problem. Did you that? Just this morning. Oh, man. Yeah, we already heard about the moose tracks. Despite a widely held belief that neocons, many of them Jewish, Oy! are behind the war in Iraq, about 70% of American Jews now oppose the war, according to a new survey released by the American Jewish Committee. And that guy in Israel, Meshi Pippik, 
The survey also found that 60% of Jews in the U.S. did not approve of the Bush administration's handling of the campaign against terrorism. How come it's only 60? It ought to be like 95. You know Back why. in 2002, before the Iraq War, almost 60% of American Jews approved of Bush's handling of terrorism and supported military action to remove Sodom. The Jewish publication The Ford reports. But by the fall of 2003, after the Iraq attack, only 43% of Jews in the U.S. approved of the war, and 41% had a favorable view of the campaign against terrorism. In the latest poll conducted by Market Facts, only 28% said they support the war. 28% of Jews. And you know who they are, don't you? Yes, I do. Like Jew Lieberman. Mm -hmm. And like uh, Richard, uh, all those uh, right-wingers. And Miss Drudge, self-hating queens. Among those polled, 26% said they're... This is the thing I find amazing. 26% 26% said they're extremely conservative, conservative or slightly conservative. 29% said they're moderate, which means that 45% said they're liberal. Didn't that surprise you? Well, I forgot that liberal's a dirty word now. So. Sorry. 45% said they're like that. Farcock. What was the word the guy kept using? Farclemt. Farclemt, yes. They're farclemt. Oh, and speaking of Jews, let's, let's do a whole Jewish uh, segment here. What do you say? Oi! You go, girl. Everyone who worships at the tabernacle quickly learns three facts about its deeply conservative pastor in Danville, Virginia. He comes from a broken home. He rides a canary yellow Harley, and he loves the Jews. He's like Barbara Studley. I love the Jewish people. I love my love, my love. She, she actually was saying that on the Irving night. I mean, just that way. I love my love, the Jewish people. And she, uh, oh, boy. She also loved Senator Hill in the kitchen, but nevertheless. There's some murmuring about the motorcycle, but the 2,500 members of this Bible-believing, tradition-respecting Southern Baptist Church in Southern Virginia have embraced everything else about the Reverend Lamar Mooneyham. That's his name, Mooneyham. Mooneyham or Mooneyhand? Mooneyham with an M. Ham as in, as in that. And eggs. Out of his painful childhood experiences, Mooneyham, 57, preaches passionately about the importance of home. Out of his reading of the Bible, he preaches with equal passion about God's continuing devotion to the Jewish people. And God's devoted to him. That's why so many of them have been slaughtered throughout the years, because he likes testing everybody all the time. How's that test going? Not too good. Getting A yet? No. I feel jealous sometimes. This term that keeps coming up in the old book, the chosen, the chosen, says the minister who's made three trips to Israel and named his sons Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. I'm a pardoned Gentile, but I'm not one of the chosen people. They're the apple of his eye. I think he probably means some of them are rotten to the core. Scholars of religion call this worldwide philo-Semitism, the opposite of anti-Semitism. It's a burgeoning phenomenon in evangelical Christian churches across the country, a hot topic in Jewish historical studies, and a wellspring of support for Israel. And that guy over there who's breathing on his own today, breathing heavily, but nevertheless... Yet many Jews are nervous about evangelicals' intentions. In recent weeks, leaders of three of the nation's largest Jewish groups, the Anti-Defamation League, the American Jewish Committee, and the Union for Reform Judaism, have decried what they see as a mounting threat to the separation of church and state from evangelicals emboldened by the belief they have an ally in the White House and a chance to shift the Supreme Court. Make no mistake... We're facing an emerging Christian right leadership that intends to Christianize all aspects of American life, from the halls of government to the libraries, to the movies, to recording studios, to the playing fields and locker rooms, from the military to SpongeBob SquarePants, the ADL's national director, Abraham H. Foxman, said in November 3rd speech. I didn't even know SpongeBob was Jewish. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Rogers on Sports Radio, WQAM. Baby, aren't you a couple missiles? 
toward a place we know and aim a matter fell whose first name begins with there's one thing we all understand Al-Qaeda won't be finished until we blow up Pakistan we could chase around forever with our tanks and all our troops but special forces are so tired Jumping through them boots You know you need another plane Absolutely So let's cut out all the nonsense And go blow up Pakistan Oh, 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 right Now Kata needs a nuclear tank Why don't we stop Boom Geoffrey on big number five for the Montreal Canadiens. I wonder, is he still dead? I think he's still dead. I'll check. I think he's alive. I don't know. 574 votes on the poll today. Boy, it'll be really fascinating. Here's a good reason to stay tuned to see if Mo is as surly as I'm told he was on Friday, to see if the hangover lasted uh, hungover for the weekend. Man, extra surly, extra psychotic, and extra cheese and pappy Rooney, man. And you're supposed to play all for me, but don't do it. All <laughs> Here's our poll so far today. What's your number one answer to this? We're off, awfully cynical. You know, most people are just average, run-of-the-mill people just trying to make a living. Moffs the eleven, right? Yeah, except down here. Trying to fake their way through life. Most people are stupid. 170. That was my vote. No, that was uh, your vote. I was even more cynical than you were. 170 say stupid. Decent, 109. See, there's, there's the nice genteel, gentile approach. Most people are decent. They're okay. A-holes, 95. Hypocrites, 85. And then it's a big drop-down. One-dimensional, 35. Reasonable, 27. Rude is moving up nicely, 11. If you've been in South Florida more than five minutes, you'll discover. Bigots, 9. Lifeless, 7. Pervert, 7. Ugly, 7. And jerks, solamente cinco, cinque. Mo Meister coming up next. Mad Dog at 4. Curtis Stevenson at 7. Eddie K. 10 o'clock tonight. Bye, bye, bye!